second. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 44. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage, I remember to say it this time, in an undisclosed location, unknown to anyone but myself, Ron, and Ron's gatekeeper. Tonight, we are joined by a deranged conspiracy theorist. Also, we discuss the future, and I don't know, maybe that just that. But before we get to all that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the Princess Cigarette Fairy. Some as the Creepy Uncle. (laughs) But his friends and family know him as the Knob Goblin. (laughs) Ron, what's going on? I think we're going to have to change the, the intros where I'm going to introduce you as the Knob <laughs> Goblin. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. I, I was thinking long and hard today. Get it? Long and yeah, hard. Yeah, you're always thinking about things like that. It makes me wonder. <laughs> Didn't we just have a talk about making it more uh, family-friendly? <laughs> <laughs> ah, it might be a lost cause. Yeah. yeah, so welcome, everybody. Hope everybody had a good week. Uh, hope you enjoyed last week's show, but we got a banger for you tonight. And in the studio, we brought back in Anonymous Sean. So, Sean, what's up? What's new? Not much. Yeah. Courted me again. Ambushed me, and I'm here. So. Yay. Well, I mean, I know you don't do anything at night. Oh, no. Yeah. He just sleeps in his coffin. Wait, no. <laughs> he cruises the internet to find more C-O-N-spiracies. Yeah. But, but he does a lot of research. Him and I, we get into some very, very long, very deep conversations about some crazy stuff. Uh, and that's basically what we're going to do tonight. So, Buckley, what's new with you? A couple of announcements. First on the agenda, my um, vaccine exemption got approved at work. Oh, nice. Very good. So that's good. I used the religious form. Filled it out, did a bunch of, you know, um, added a lot of stuff from the Bible and references to the Bible and Native American culture and stuff like that, and it went through. Um, As it should. Yeah, yeah, I as mean, it should. as it should, of course. And then the other thing, too, is uh, I wanted to do a shout out to my mom because she finished her first uh, marathon this past, uh, it was like a couple days ago. 
But um, she's 65. She started running 19 months ago, and she completed her first marathon this week. So I just wanted to give her a shout yeah, out. Yeah, I saw that. Her. I congratulated her with some with the uh, arm, the uh, the muscle arm emojis. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's yeah. like 26 point some miles. That's a lot, especially for a 65 year old. Yeah, and it was hot too, right? Yeah, it was like 80 degree weather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she had she had heat exhaustion by the end of it. She looked pretty um, tired. Some really uh, bad blisters. Which I would have had after the first couple hundred feet. <laughs> yeah, you would have, after half a mile, you probably would have been smoking a cigarette and laying on the curb like, oh, help me. Where's the, where's the margaritas? Where's the closest Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> but yeah, no, so no, shout so, out to her. Yeah, so good job, Deb, there. We've been keeping an eye on that. You did really well, so congratulations on that. That is something to be very proud of. Yeah, but nothing else is really new. Just kind of getting... Kind of a blah week. Yeah, I've just been kind of getting into the flow of work um, and the new job. I've had a bunch of trainings. I had to go to the hospital today for a training. A um, bunch of other trainings, just training, training, training. Yeah, yeah. well, that's to be expected when it's a new position, right? I mean, right. You're, you're familiar with what you're doing, but it's yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, no, kind of been a blah week since last week. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't feel super great over the weekend. I was just really tired. And I think I was just coming down from uh, all the craziness of it being so busy uh, at the Haunted Garage uh, in November and December. And then, of course, all the, you know, stress from the holidays. Not that it was super stressful, but I mean, it does, takes a lot of energy to deal with the holidays. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just glad we're past them. Uh, Weather's been crapola. We just uh, hit, what'd they say, the coldest that it's been, like, even through last winter? Well, Last night, I believe it was like negative three out. It I was think. cold. It was very cold. Yeah. My pipes actually um, semi-froze this morning. Yeah, they caught a little. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't shower. Ooh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, because it was like a slow leak, and then eventually it turned into no water at all, But and the, the, the toilet wasn't flushing too well. Um, so we're basically just going to really be careful and make sure we're, we have a slow drip going. In the yeah. faucet, so yeah. You have a cellar in your house. Uh, yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah, basement. Yep. Yeah, is that where your water pipes come in? Uh, yes. I mean, you have city water there, right? So, so uh, if you take a, a hair dryer, some of them pipes. Oh, really? You might. Oh, yeah. You might just be caught just because you're having flow. You're not froze up. So you're getting a little water, just not enough to make it worth your while, right? Right. So those pipes that come in from the city. Uh, if you don't have heat in your basement, those those pipes will catch just a little bit. So you take a, a blow dryer on your cold water intake pipe and just kind of do that, and you should be good to go. Hmm, I'll have to remember that. That's I'm a surprised good, you didn't already know that. It's like a no. I think that's like kind of like a hillbilly trick. Yeah, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of hillbilly yeah. tricks work. Yeah. <laughs> they they come up with a lot of good things that you yeah. wouldn't think of. Hey, you want to know? We I, I watched like years ago when we moved up to the to the farm. Uh, we had an underground water freezing situation. This, and, but both ends of the pipe, like you like like the the infrastructure here is a nightmare. Like just plain old nightmare. I mean, the place is 1820, and then, of course, water, you know, running water came in, like, later, obviously, and uh, they had all these old, back then, the pipes were iron, like iron pipes, like Mm -hmm. steel pipes, they weren't copper or anything, or obviously not plastic, right? This dude came up with his welder, a, uh, you know, like the welder, like a construction welder, like a diesel-powered welder, Mm -hmm. 
and he got out all his leads and he put the ground on one end and he went to the other end and he attached something to it and he started like striking his welder to it. Thawed that pipe out in like less than a minute. Nice. Yeah, just just just, just drawing the electricity through the yeah, pipe. Just, just it, yeah, just just drawing through electricity because because ice conducts electricity because it's yeah. water. Yeah, yeah. I just I never would have ever even believed something like that would work. But yeah. he was one of the sure old timers. Oh, one of those old timers that knows what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah, so we have a lot of people. A good friend of the show, our friend Lori, all upset that her water's frozen going into her apartment. <laughs> so that that's rough. Having water frozen is rough. I mean, yeah, sometimes in haunted garage we used to freeze up. But uh, we replaced the water line. And, I mean, this water line is like hundreds and hundreds of feet to the source. And uh, we replaced it all. We buried it an, an additional four feet down. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood or simulated wood paneling. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've been good. We've been good for a long time. But if your pipes were going to freeze, they were going to freeze like yesterday and today. Mm. Brutally, brutally cold. So what's else new with you, Ron? Yeah, that's about it. I got to say, I did watch um, with a friend. The Book of Boba Fett. It's a new Star Wars show. Oh, is that the one Conspiracy Kyle's been talking about? I don't know. Uh, there's yeah. The Mandalorian, and then there's The Book of Boba Fett, which just came out. And, you is know, because... What? Is no. no, 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 oh, okay. no. It's actually the real the character that played Boba Fett in, like, the original Star Wars. He plays it in this See, I have. Series. I don't remember there being a... Bubba Fett? Bobo, Bobo, Bobo Fett. Fett. He's the bounty hunter. He's got like a helmet, a jetpack. He's in Return of the Jedi mostly. Okay, so he's not in the original Star Wars. Yeah, no, he is. No, I mean the original Star Wars, like the first Star Wars. Yes, he is. Really? Return of the Jedi, The Empire Strikes Back, and A New Hope. Yeah, I just listed them backwards, but... I'll have to check that out. He's not actually... familiar, but he, I did, I've seen a lot about it online. He's the, uh, the original actor, too. So oh. who was in those original Star Wars movies? He's playing Boba Fett. Oh, but um, yeah, he's the guy who falls in the Sarlacc pit. Do you remember with the jetpack flying around? Bounty hunter puts Han Solo in the uh, carbonite, the stone. I'm making a freezing face now. No idea. Jesus Christ, Ron! Do you not watch Star Wars? Uh, I watched the first Star Wars. Well, that's, those are the only ones that really matter. Yeah, the new no, ones. I mean, I've suck. seen some of the newer ones. Uh, New ones are terrible. I got into this conversation with our buddy Conspiracy Kyle, yeah. who does uh, Conspiracy in the Force. Okay. And, and his 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 uh, uh, podcast is uh, Star Wars themed, where they take Star Wars situations and, and apply they, it to the real world. And apply it to the real world, and it's really really awesome. And he's very very smart with that stuff. That's uh, cool. Yeah. So shout out to you, Kyle. Also, but I will say, I want to say, Kyle just wrote oh. a book. Just got his oh, book did published. He? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to. Uh, Put some links in the show notes for that. But I just want to say it's a good show, actually. Pretty good. If you like Star Wars, especially the original Star Wars, not the new ones because they're kind of, they're terrible. Um, it's good. So check it out. Yeah, cool. So, so yeah, nothing really new. Just been kind of trying to stay warm, kind of lay low, kind of taking it easy. Uh, still busy at the Haunted Garage, which is good. Huge problem in the last two weeks, getting car parts. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like just everyday normal stuff, having a hard time getting that. And huge price increases from our suppliers. Not on hard pots, but on supplies like shop supplies. Mm. Huge price increases. I don't know. What would this, you say the percent increase was? Uh, it's or about is. 15%. 15? Uh, it's about 15. Yeah, the, I Jeez. think the lowest one was 8%. The highest uh, one was 15%. 
Yeah, because I deal with big companies like uh, SEM, 3M, and PPG. Mm-hmm. So you know, those are all huge conglomerates. Oh, yeah, no, you just put the price up. And it says because awesome. it, there's some some materials like we can't even get. Like regular like uh, reducers and thinners and things like that. Can't even get them. Yeah, some clear coats can't get them. Hmm. So, Why do you think that is? Just the manufacturing delay? There's, there's, there's say, a manufacturing delay and uh, the raw product, the, the resources that they use to make them. Which is? I, I don't know. Chemicals. 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 The good yeah. chemicals or the bad chemicals? What's that? Good chemicals or bad chemicals? Well, they're all bad. <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing as a good chemical. But anyway, so just kind of dealing with that and a little bit of stresses with that's putting us way behind. And uh, it, it is what it is. Whatever. I just, hey, we got you know, a few months to get through and hopefully things will start turning around. But I have a feeling that they're not. And that's kind of something what we're going to talk about tonight. I, I kind of have a feeling that we're in for uh, we're in for a wild ride, I think, in the next over the next six months, maybe six to nine months, maybe even the next year. The dark winter. I'm going to say next 10 years. Hey, you know, it's funny that they said that dark winter. I know I had several friends in the last week have passed away. From? Well, allegedly from COVID. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, yeah, allegedly from COVID. A couple of other friends in the hospital. My youngest brother, he's still in the hospital. He's been in the hospital for about a month and a half now. And, uh, yeah, so it's crazy. It's just uh, every time you look around, like this whole thing with Bob Saget dying. Yeah. Which is which now they're admitting that they're, they're looking in to see if it was a possible heart issue. Mm. Which we know can come from the vaccine. Yeah, hey, you know, now that we're talking about all that, did you guys see the, uh, the whistleblower uh, paperwork that Project Veritas got a hold of? Uh, I did not know. What oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fill so, us in. Uh, well, well, Sean could probably fill us in too, but I could just kind of paraphrase a little bit and just glide over because I haven't had a chance to read all those documents yet. But the ones that I did read, pretty damaging for Fauci. Wow. And of course, when those came out, Fauci was hauled in front of uh, Senate. And of mm. course, him and Rand Paul got into it pretty good again. again. Wait, Rand did Paul this come out? Like him, like, did this like come out a while ago or is this like fresh? Uh, fresh, fresh. Because he's been up in front of Rand Paul. Before. Oh no, this was yesterday. Okay, because he was up in front of Rand Paul a while back, and Rand getting Paul beats getting up on the him real good. Yeah, you know, taking punches, but just basically evading everything. Just okay. So just talking just, like not, all the questions were absurd. Well, oh, Rand yeah. Paul is a medical doctor, so that takes it off the table. Well, you're not a doctor, so why are you yeah. asking me this? So because I think yeah. he's an eye surgeon. That's yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. He is Fauci's an eye surgeon? No, 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 Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Oh, Rand Paul's he's, an eye surgeon. Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. so I, I just kind of looked briefly. Tonight I was going to do a deeper dive into all that, but it is uh, very compelling information that's coming out. How it was held from the public, especially when it comes to the cures, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine in particular, that it was known that uh, the recovery rate was almost 100%, yeah. um, and it were readily available, and yet we, it was kept from people. And they're saying... Half a million Americans died unnecessarily. You know, it's probably a conservative number. And I was just going to say, I bet it's a very yeah. conservative number. Go around yeah. the world and just, you yeah. know, so he's he's responsible for mass genocide. And um, kind of well, you know, he is the Hitler of AIDS. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, with his drug AZT that was killing yeah. everybody. Yeah. And yeah, old is he the one to come up with Remdesivir too? Uh, I'm not sure Isn't on that. Tied in with Fauci somewhere. It, yeah, it could be in the network of these. You know, you know what I found that was interesting was that they had gone to DARPA to try to get funding 
for the gain of function. Research, right? Research. Yeah. And DARPA's like, uh, no, we're Too not going to loan you any money for that. <laughs> uh, because that appears to be in violation of the gain of function moratorium. So what they did was they just they went around it and they did something different and went to China with it. Yeah, went to China with it, you know. Yeah. But you know, did you see in that paperwork it says it's an American made virus? I didn't. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but they weren't a- calling it a virus, they were calling it a vaccine. So so just from the reading that I did, this is what it sounds like. Now, could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just I read it very quickly. Mm-hmm. This whole thing started out was supposed to be a vaccine to give to spray to aerosol turn to an aerosol and to spray in bat caves okay you need to back up on that because that i did catch that they were aerosolizing this particular thing and you've got to wonder was that actually accomplished on humans because that's the first i've ever heard of them i'm doing just that. i'm just saying what i saw yeah yeah no i'm saying that that, that, that they concerning. had this aerosol but they were calling it a vaccine right that would inoculate the bats in the bat caves so that the bats wouldn't be able to spread any type of virus to the populace. Are they? Was there a big uh, worry well, that I bats were spreading to that because they were calling, viruses to us? They were calling it a vaccine, not a virus, right? All right. So, so, but what's interesting is in this paperwork, they admit that it escaped the lad, the lab in august of 2019 remember when i said before that in like october 2019 i had that cough i had for two months i couldn't get rid of yeah and all these other people say well i think i had covid like way before 2020 right because it didn't hit the news until the end of january of 2020 i remember because i was in aruba when that news broke right so so i saw that so i'm like okay so now they're saying that it escaped in august of 2019 Mm-hmm. Event 201 was in October of 2019. Was this they had the elite had inside knowledge that this was leaking? Oh, we got to have a drill now mm-hmm. so we can figure out, you well, know, put our heads together, see how we no, can deal they probably just, with a pandemic. They probably did that and then released it. Well, what if the cover up was even prior to that? Because now I'll go back earlier on into the um, the vaping issue. So you have this segment of the young that shouldn't have you respiratory mean like the popcorn lung illnesses that were developing. And they're saying, "Oh, it's from the vaping." And I, I have a friend who's a surgeon, and at the time, COVID was still on the horizon. But we were talking, and he says, "I don't know what's going on with this uh, vaping thing, but it's not as they say. It's some kind of an airborne something or other that's going on that's infecting these these young folks." Oh. So it was here even earlier. I do remember that. I do remember that theory hey, from back then. So you heard about how the corona studies was originally in the americas right yes and then it got moved to china yes yeah that's an important thing that i think a lot of people don't know i thought it was in the carol north carolina south carolina some facility in one of those states well, i think sure. they were doing it in boston also oh was it in boston yeah. well so i bet but people don't realize that that it's not just originally a chinese virus or researched virus it was originally in the united states and they moved it to China because I think it was something to do with like safety violations or whatever and they were it's less just to say it was easier to do in China. Right, it was easier yeah. to do the research there, but people don't know that. Okay, so uh <clears throat> one of my first theories is when they were talking about that Dr. Charles Lieber from Harvard that admitted that he was taking money from the CCP, the the Communist Party of China. <laughs> 
and he was taking money from them. Plus, he was getting paid from the Department of Defense. Plus, he was getting paid from Harvard to work on these biological things, you know, viruses. Was this the guy at Logan or something? This was the guy where he had the two, his two assistants come to find out were both spies. Mm. One of them they actually caught. The other one, the one that they caught, they caught at Logan Airport, tried to smuggle out 20-something vials of biological material. Were they Chinese? Yeah, they were. Mm. Tied with Case Western. Yeah, and then one of them escaped, and they don't know where she is. They're both females. Uh, He ended up uh, admitting it finally. Actually, that came back into the news, like recently, like just a few weeks ago. You know the the Boston the Boston News Channel's actually reported on that, that but but I think this stuff was happening right under our nose. And I said before, I said I had a theory. What if this virus is actually being developed in the United States, and for reasons because maybe it violated too many rules or laws or whatever here, that they smuggled it out of the United States, brought it to China, where they could work on gain of function, which all this stuff Fauci's been denying right along, right? Well, they've they've got paperwork now that I feel, because I'm not a lawyer, that I feel that this kind of implicates Fauci and, and shows that Fauci has been misleading the public uh, on this whole deal. And, and uh, that's what Rand Paul was kind of getting on his case about. Yeah, question I have, though, in regards to Fauci, though, and because we know, you know, the media is so heavily controlled, and I think I brought this up well few episodes ago or a lot of episodes ago that like well Fauci is probably going to be one of the people that ends up being sacrificed do you know what I mean so it's like how much of this is actually planned like he's the Patsy like oh they were they knew that they were going to pin it all on Fauci and make Fauci look to be like this terrible person which he is but do you know what I mean so so the alternative theory about what's going on here if you take Trump out of the equation is there was a plan that was going to unfold um, to your point, Fauci, no one's head was going to be on the chopping block because Hillary was going to win the election. There were tanks on the border with Russia. That conflict was going to begin. And then shortly thereafter, this COVID thing was going to be rolled out. And then it was going to be a long projected thing over almost 10 years. And as they collapsed the economy, we'd be less inclined and less likely to find out the truth about it all as we eventually pretty much everyone would have jumped on board with being vaccinated, believing it was the answer to what was going on. Um, so the plan that would have unfolded compared to what has happened um, is quite different. And so if they went down the path that they had planned and they would have had the 10 years to legally show that it's been vetted, it's been tested, and they wouldn't have the loopholes now that they have would say oh, it's, it's mandated or it's, you know, it's been through the testing, what have you. We have an option out right now. We wouldn't have had that option. All right. So your theory is that, that like this was planned to happen, but is that why they call it Agenda 2030? Yeah, right, because well, they there's were thinking, a lot of speculation. They, yeah, there's that. a lot of speculation with that, that this was going to come out in 2030, but Trump beat Hillary, and this accelerated the plan. So for the longest... And that's why it's such a cluster, because they weren't ready to they weren't ready to, to, to bring this plan to fruition. No, and, and that's why they're in such a convoluted mess here, because they had to act on their feet. So let's go back to 219. I was one of those that got infected with something like I never had been sick where um, I found myself in the emergency room. Yeah. And I have a, a friend who found himself there as well. And I was 
my lungs were filling up with water. I couldn't, with fluid, I couldn't lay down. I was gurgling. It was, it was terrifying. And they showed me the door. They said, we've tested you for everything. We've checked your heart. It's got to be viral. There's nothing we do for viruses. Interesting, huh? Up to this point, nothing we do. So we have to send you home. Okay, so in 2019, when I, got, I developed that cough, and I would go into these coughing fits where I literally, literally could not breathe, yeah. right? But I wasn't coughing anything up. Mm-hmm. It was just like a scratchy throat, making me cough, kind of tickling type of deal. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't like congested or anything. I just had this cough, but I would cough so violently that I think my lung passages just closed up, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have to use my inhaler. Mm-hmm. I went through so many inhalers in that two months that I would call the pharmacy for my refills because I have basically have endless refills. And they're like, oh, no, oh, no, your insurance company's not going to pay. I said, look, at dude, I don't care if my insurance company's not paying for it. Because at 3 o'clock in the morning when I wake up with a coffee fit and I can't breathe, I don't care who's paying for it. I need my stuff. Right? I mean, and, and, and then I, you know, once I got past that, well, hell, I didn't have to use my inhalers for like another year. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just really odd. Right. But it was bad enough to where I went to the doctor's. There was some kind of cold going around because the doctors, like they told me when I made the appointment, when you come in, you got to wear a mask. Like this was before Before. all the masking things, right? So this was like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking to myself, man, whatever's going around must be pretty serious. They want me to wear a mask when I go to the doctor's office. They said, yeah, right. When you come in the door, there'll be masks. You could just grab a mask there, right? So anyway, so I go in and the doctor was not my doctor who come to check me out, but it was another doctor. And she says, yeah, she says, I'm getting over it too. The whole office is sick with this. We do not know what it is. We don't know if it's the flu or whatever. It's something strange that we haven't seen before. And I, and I remember her distinctively saying that. Mm-hmm. And she says, so here, take these antibiotics mm. and, and see how that works. Well, I took the antibiotics for the 10 days, and did it make it a little better? Yeah, I think it made it a little better, but I still had to cough for like another three weeks after that. You had COVID long. Well, well so what's interesting- Maybe. I don't know. About that, and where you said you had even any response to, to the antibiotics was, if it were truly a virus, then you shouldn't even have felt any bit better. So I went home because of some information. <laughs> alternative treatment bacterial and parasitic type um therapies i had learned over the years treated myself with that and got better immediately wow and my friend who got sick he came up and we went through just a part of the protocol and he couldn't breathe he i don't think he was going to make it through the night he tells me now he wouldn't have he was that bad so we went to the same and he got better within three days so I became aware, wait a minute, what all is going on here, even then, that we're treating for, for bacteria? Now, you're talking in 2019. 2019, yeah. in the body's responding, and not just me, but him. And I kind of had this in the back of my head for a while now. I mean, some more information is coming out on this that may not be viral the way they're talking. We're talking about a bacteria-type, parasitic-type infection. Well, isn't that what we talked about a little bit on the last time you we, were in? We did, and this yeah. is kind of a little yeah, weaponized more backstory yeah. on that because that's because I've just recently found a couple researchers online who are talking about just that thing, that they're coming up with information that they don't think it's this viral thing that they're saying it is. And that's why ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and, and you take it with a Z-pack and vitamin D, um, which actually is a hormone, and you're, you boost your immune system and you're killing this infection, which shouldn't. And I'll, I'll harken back to my brother. So 25 years ago, 
he left New Hampshire and he was 29 years old. He's in Missouri. Um, he was a crew chief on a race team, a race team. And then he's sick. And my other brother finally gets him to go to the hospital. And then, um, cause he's looking so bad, 29 years old, he had three heart attacks. And when I flew out to Missouri, I remember that. And I'm like, what's in at that point? I knew not what I know now about this kind of stuff. And, I'm querying the doctors, and they looked terrified what was going on. There was a 19-year-old kid down the road that died from, and what it was is mycocarditis and pericarditis. So you got mm. a 19-year-old down the road that dies. My brother's 29 years old. He almost succumbs to it, three heart attacks. This is not new for these people. This has been out there. Right. Okay, right. even 25 years ago. Now, how does it link into, I don't know, was it testing? Were they just, who knows? But that's that's tied into this somehow. It's, it's, it's no coincidence. It's paradise mycocarditis. It affects the young. It shouldn't have, you know. So if you start looking, you might find there's other stories people will tell about this thing. I don't think this is not their first rodeo on this. Well, yeah, my, no, what is it, microcarditis? So I think one is inflammation around the heart. One's in the heart or in a valve, but well, it's two separate types of inflammation. Isn't that a adverse reaction to the vaccine? Too? Yeah. Myocarditis. My, oh, I'm myocarditis. Right. Never mind. Yeah. Well, so, so okay. And I guess that's my point. The vaccine creates the same symptoms in the body. Was this aerosolized in the past? See what I'm saying? You talked yeah. about it earlier with the bats. Yeah. Has this already been sent out of the chemtrails? Have people already been affected? And have well, they been over time? Well, that was another theory that, you know, what is in the chemtrails, right? Right. So, so we, we need to right. kind of dig into that a little bit deeper. But what I thought was interesting was in the, in the paperwork that was uh, released to Project Veritas, it actually says right in the paperwork that they knew that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and there was one more... Uh, one more med. Not the non-prescription. Uh, uh, oh yeah, no, it was, all, it was all over the counter. Yeah. Th they said that they knew that those meds were a curative yeah. for for this yeah. virus, yeah. right? Or what they were calling a vaccine in the paperwork. Right. And they suppressed that, and we know why they suppressed it. Just just for the new kids listening, they could not get emergency authorization use approved it was already right, it was right, already right. approved in and of itself well but hold but on. not for that use they would not have the vaccines would not have been proved for emergency use if there already was in place mm. a medication that would cure the problem mm. this is why they had to suppress that fact that ivermectin hydroxychloroquine uh I forget what the other med was. Did you know that, like the the Course main ingredient, the main ingredient in Pepsi, according to Doctor Malone and Doctor McCullough, cyanide is is uh, is uh, it's formantadine or something uh, like that. I was wrong. Is is a preventative for it also? Right. But the, but they kept this all quiet because they wouldn't have been able to make billions of dollars on this on this vaccine. Right? That is also in that paperwork. So people go out there to Project Veritas. Uh, just go to their website. I mean, it's yeah. easy to find. Just so, go on their website. Check well, it out. The state of it'll make your head spin. The stuff that you're going to read. The state of emergency is the only way they can authorize the vaccine use. These right. ones, right? When we're in a state of emergency, correct. But, but also, there's uh, a talking point going around that I don't know if it's all of them or maybe a couple of them are of these vaccines are FDA approved. Which they are not. None of them are. No. There's, there's so that's something to keep one that's in been mind. Named begins with a C, and it's not even available yet here. And that's has been approved 
and um, people were misled to think that that's that's the state that we're in. Is yeah, and you're talking about cormidity. Cormidity. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. That, and that whole thing, just the fact that they came out and they said, "Oh, it's approved now." Right. That's all they said, and, and they and they pushed it on the news twenty four seven in the news right. cycle. It's approved now. It's approved now. Get out there and get your vaccine, right? And come to find out, what they what they approved was cormidity, which is not even available in the United States. Right. I, I mean, don't think it's even available. But they've been pushing either. that. They've been pushing like the <clears throat> right. But it's the would you agree, Buckley? It's misleading. Yeah. Well, they've been lie. doing that the whole time. It's they've been doing lie. that yeah. with the masks. And they've it, been doing it with the asymptomatic. Right. Um, well, well, let's go back to you the know, mask caring for a of the here. virus. It that's like you can't be you can't have the virus and not have symptoms. They were that was a false narrative. Also, up until Omicron, they're saying you could get COVID twice. Um, that was also a false per, a point that they were pushing through the news. Like so, they've been doing this with several different things. And what were you going to say, Sean? About the masks. So with a virus, masks aren't effective. Okay. Okay. Well, let's presume that this is a bacteria, right? A bacterial infection. Masks are effective, and you're going to keep infecting yourself. Right. Right. By contaminating that mask and breathing it in. Right, because you can't push out you the bacteria. Right. Yeah. So this becomes even more harmful. So back to the alternative theory here. Why are they dealing with this ivermectin information, um, hydroxychloroquine, the mask? I don't think they ever intended. They didn't have a plan for it. So... I think the bioweapon started to get rolled out um, in 2019. Everything's on a schedule. Now, I was, I've was i been into this long enough that you're talking about 20, Agenda 2030. I was talking about Agenda 2020 back in 2000. So they have these milestones they need to meet. Right. So Trump gets into office and not expecting that. They've got a plan to roll out this pandemic because Fauci and Obama in 2015 – made a statement that the next president would be dealing with a pandemic. So it was already it was already on the roster. Now predictive programming too. Yeah. yeah. So Trump comes in and his administration, and this this goes into we stopped talked on this the last time I was on the show with devolution and a military plan that's unfolding and it's incremental and there's red lines that need to be passed. And um, so as it goes now there was a group in China of Chinese to the tune of a million of them that disappeared in like January, February of 2020. Do you remember that? That they had no cell phone service. They would, they didn't exist because of cell phone. Okay, I do remember that. So it, it it it's reasonable to think. So when they took the dissidents, the ones that they had problems with, they used it as an excuse to get rid of them. Right? They they get hit by the virus. I think it's important to remind people that in China you're required to have a smartphone for tracking. Right. Right. And they I remember looking into this as well. They. The Chinese government or press said basically because there was people in other countries that got wind of this that like it was how many how many people in China yeah that it was, was a million at least it was a million so a million cell phone like data plans yep. disappeared disappeared yeah and they were just like well they just like dropped the service they made they made some like crazy excuse right. and it's like no well they that many look- people cell phone service doesn't just disappear all at once do you okay. know what I mean so now look at Italy. And it was like almost targeted. A whole bunch of people got wiped out there. So I think the plan was to hit hard all over the world, okay, with this agenda, this program, um, a targeted type of attack, however they do it, genetics, blood types, who knows, neighborhoods. Um, and then the fought, you got Russia, you got the war going on with Russia now. 
Um, you get all the, the manufacturing chains shut down, communications are shut down. Um, we're at the mercy being inundated as a people worldwide as to what's going on. This, that we would all probably rush to get the vaccine because it's one thing we could control in this out of control world that we found us. So that's the plan that was supposed to unfold, in my understanding. Trump comes in, he thwarts that. He stops that in its tracks. They counter with, how are we going to move forward? Well, what's, we have 100,000 a year in the United States that die of the flu. Let's work this into the equation and at least keep the ball rolling as we figure this out. And that's why it's all haphazard. And this, I don't think this was the plan at all. This is the best they can make of the thwarted plan because of the Trump administration. So you have the, the narrative of Russia, 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 which never goes away. It's not going to. We'll talk about it a little more later when we get into looking glass because that figures right. into this as well. And then uh, with devolution, it was a planned event. So, so Trump comes in. He lays the groundwork for all these different things that need to take place throughout his presidency. And ultimately, th- th- there's a lot out there who believe that he wouldn't win in the election and it wasn't because he didn't want to. It wasn't because he couldn't. It's because that wasn't part of the plan, that we have to get forward in this thing. So what he did, in essence, was he got us to the point where um, we're at war. So as a president, he said, hey, we're at war with China, right? He said that. Th- this was attack on the United States. So look at what he says. Look at what they say. We're at war. Okay, our president tells we're at war. We're at war. Okay, what do we do? And he lays out different options that we have as a people, right? So he says, listen, I get sick and look what I took, right? So you, you got the therapies, the different um, healing therapies out there, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, the ones he was attacked for. Um, and he also worked to push out a vaccination. Now, we have the option, the way it stands now, to, to take that or not take that because of what was put in place then. And if you listen to him in his speeches that he gives now, he'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm a favorite. He goes, yeah, yeah, you know, take it. If it doesn't work, you're probably the first one's going to know. I mean, we're adults here. At this point, we should be figuring this stuff out and researching this ourselves. We're at war, disinformation, the fog of war. Um, if people are saying, well, I took or didn't take it just because Trump said so, um, what would be the point of saying not to take it? Because all he's going to do is get attacked at that point. And as this plan moves forward, um, less effective. All right. So remember in the beginning when when Trump had come, and, and I view Trump as a vaccine salesman, I really do, uh, because, uh, you know, he didn't take a vaccine to get cured when he got COVID. No. <clears throat> he took Regeneron, the monoclonal uh, antibodies, antibodies yeah. uh, Pack, all that, right? Like, like same kind of same idea Joe Rogan did when Joe Rogan come down with COVID, right. Right? right? So, and now all of a sudden he's pushing this vaccine operation warp speed, right? Right. So uh, that, that's the one thing that is still baffles me in this whole equation. So, so right? that's... Well, well, well yeah, but, but what did all the Democrats say? Oh, I'm not going to trust no vaccine if it came from Trump. Yeah, it was a, it became political. And that was the first part of when this whole vaccine situation became a political issue. Where all these Democrats were saying, there's no way I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't trust it. And as soon as they steal the election from Trump, tables turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta I'm, get out and get your vaccine. Oh, look at me! I'm in the fake White House getting my vaccine. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I know we're beating the vaccine thing to death, but but mm-hmm. this this newest thing from Project Veritas is very damaging mm-hmm. to to the elites to the elites' plan. Right. And I really hope that something comes from this because now we know that ivermectin and H uh, HCQ, HCQ works. Mm-hmm. So. If they knew that and they suppress that, wouldn't that be some type of war crime? 
Well, that's I mean, a crime, yeah, well, a crime, crime, against, against, a crime against, against humanity. humanity. It would go against the Nuremberg Code, yeah, well, I mean, which is like the code of ethics for humanity. Right, and, it's, um, and, it, and it is a code of ethics, but there's no ethics when you're talking billions and billions and billions of dollars made by the pharmaceutical. Right, and that's like something that's very sketchy about Trump to me because that – the whole, how you said he was basically a vaccine salesman, like that whole terminology, Operation Warp Speed, is a very known uh, terminology that people were talking about way before Trump ever came out and said that this was what it was going to be called for the vaccine push. Like people were talking about Operation Warp Speed months and months, if not years or years before it actually happened. So to me, that kind of it makes me really question trump's validity of who he is or who he's pretending him to make himself out to be right so no i get your concerns um but so let's say that trump became anti-vax right what what does that accomplish at this point is, is there people are there people out there that are taking the vax because trump says so i don't believe it. i think we've all made our minds up over time but it's it not be, the opposite it'd be a battering ram on him it's it's not a fight worth fighting so if in devolution you understand there's all other iterations going on from from his perspective that's just a public i need to go along with this just because i got all these ba- other battles going on and if if you believe devolution, if you looked into it and read the document, you see why you know that's just a sidebar. Um, we're at war; people are dying; they're gonna die. Someone based on decisions they they make, like he keeps saying, you have the option not to. And what I'm saying is, you have that option no matter what he says, because he gave you that option in 2020 yeah. when he thwarted that plan. So, what, wasn't there, Sean? Wasn't there a theory that uh, possibly that Baron Trump was actually vaccine injured? Yeah, there, there's yeah, that. Yeah, there was some talk about that. And I don't know if it was Barron or one of the other Trump yeah, kids, but yeah, yeah. but I I, I want to say I heard... There, there's discussions. There was discussions about it, So yeah. you've got you've got uh, Joe Kennedy Jr., right? He's out there hard on this. I mean, Robert F. Ro- Kennedy. Robert Kennedy yeah, Jr. Robert Kennedy. Oh, yeah. yeah, excuse me, Robert Kennedy Jr. <laughs> he came out with the, the book, The Real Dr. Right, right. Fauci. He's yeah. just getting hammered, right? So you're looking for a punching bag. It's him. He's at the forefront of this thing right now. Let me ask you a question. How many of you, do any of you know that there's a vaccine court system? Oh, yeah. Vaccine court. A lot oh, of yeah. folks don't know that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, we've talked to... about that before. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so, so the battering ram is, is Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, Trump's out there. Now, this could be wrong. I'm just telling you that the way I see it and the way it, it's come together. It was pr- proposed to me in a certain way months ago, and it's filling that void now it's it's turning out to to happen in the in the fashion that it was explained to me it very likely may happen and that can be a segue into looking glass okay so so one thing i wanted to bring up is like we all have this this uneasy feeling that something big is going to hit the fan like real soon and we have talked in previous shows about how the whole agenda is unraveling right uh, we got this Omicron variant now that they're talking about if it's if it's it exists or not, which to me shows that that COVID is cycling out. It's becoming weaker, more transmissible, uh, and we're seeing that with with the increased number of I, everybody I know is sick. Literally everybody I know is sick, right? And so so as as this uh, as Omicron is uh, getting weaker. Then we're going to have another variant on on the backside of Omicron that's going to be even weaker than that. Right. And I have this feeling, and I and I predicted this on a prediction show when I was on with Legit Bat, and and we talked about 
you know, what we thought the new year was going to bring. And, and I said that, well, I feel as though that there's going to be a couple of things that are going to happen. Of course, nobody agreed with me. But I said, I think you're going to see what's going to happen is the virus is cycling itself out. It, it's, it's, it's changing. It's, uh, it's uh, what's the, it's, it's the variants. It's mutating. Uh, okay, mutating. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so mutating, and by the way. Well, hold on. Mutating to the point where it's going to go away. So what are we seeing now? We're seeing this new thing now, now that has reappeared. Influenza. Mm-hmm. Has reappeared off of its two-year hiatus, right. and now now they're calling it the flu rona, <laughs> and now they're reporting how oh my god it was on the news local news oh this guy got the double whammy he got the COVID plus he got influenza when when okay so so if the if the COVID uh, virus is is cycling out is the flu virus m- somehow mating with that. Is this their theory for the flu rona? Because remember when they were pushing for people to get not only get your COVID vaccine, but get your flu shot as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were doing that. <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, we all know where I stand on any of these shots, right? right. Uh, I, I'm a firm believer that if you have a healthy immune system mm-hmm. like, like I do, then you should be able to, your body should be able to fight these things off. I mean, we've caught colds. Our, ever since right. we were little kids, we caught colds, right? How did you treat them? Chicken soup, Vicks Vapor Rub, you know, I mean, really. You let it run its course, too. Yeah, let it run its course. And I had even said this on another show, that had we not had a COVID vaccine, we probably would have been past COVID like a year ago. Right. Just again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a virologist, epidemiologist, nothing. You're not. But I just I just (laughs) think that. That would have been the case because now we see everybody's getting sick with influenza now. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, they're getting really sick. Mm-hmm. Now, people are getting really sick. I am not going to downplay that like at all. Friends of mine in the hospital, a uh, friend of mine, like been a friend of mine for 35 years, passed away two days ago. Uh, and, they're, and they're saying that was because of COVID. He's been in the hospital since before Christmas. And uh, and it just, it just the whole thing makes you wonder that. We have a feeling that this is part of a bigger agenda. This was brought in for, and we'll say it, I'll say it because I've been saying it right along. I feel as though that this is some form of depopulation agenda, right? So if they want to, if they want to get rid of so many millions of people, or in this case, billions of people, because we don't know what the effects of these vaccines are going to be uh, in Long the summertime. Term. Yeah, down the road. Yeah. Like, like six months, a year. Two years, maybe five years. Who knows? You know, there's talk that people are going to develop uh, autoimmune diseases. <clears throat> We're already seeing an uptake, an uptick in heart disease, right? Myocarditis. You got all these FIFA stars dropping dead, having heart attacks. Now these these actors. We just had Bob Saget died, and everybody who's getting COVID is vaccinated. It seems <laughs> very high percentage. Yeah, and then, everybody uh, I know right now that has COVID, which is, is a couple. Is, is they're all vaccinated? Is vaccinated. Yeah, which double is, shots, which boosters. Is a scary thought. Yeah, and I've had some friends that have gotten the booster, and they said, "Oh my god, I got that booster. I've been so sick ever since." Right. Since the booster, right? Mm-hmm. And now I have some other customers that have got the double vax, and they're like, "Me and my wife discussed it. We're not going to do the booster. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do it. We're not going to risk it. We think we're going to be fine." But I, you know, I don't know. You know, you took the first shots. Is that 
you know, how is that? Are you going to shed that off? Is your body going to get rid of that? And I understand that your body can kind of get rid of that, right? Because the efficacy mm-hmm. of these shots is not what it's supposed to be. I don't know. Simple. I'm like, I don't really know about the whole detoxing this vaccine. I've heard mixed things about that. Right. Well, we talked about that, how, uh, Sean, you had talked about some people with autism were taking some detoxing and, and the kids were actually. But that's a better, different right? vaccine. Yeah, it's graphene oxide. It is a different vaccine, but it's still a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But this but this is this vaccine isn't even con- really considered a vaccine. It's so like gene un- therapy. Well, the J and J, basically, the J and J shot is more of a vaccine mm. than the Pfizer or the Moderna. Right. But now they're recommending people don't even get don't even take the J and J. You see their stock. Yeah. Stockton Duff. <laughs> it's just a cocktail of all these things. So yeah. so before years before COVID, there was a study and these come out and then you can't find them anymore, but they there was a common denominator uh, again uh, for men fifty five to eighty five or something like that with Alzheimer's and they had three consecutive flu shots. So you get the heavy metals in there, and now you get that in these vaccinations or whatever they want to call them in in uh, on top of everything else with the, the graphene oxide, I mean, it's just a whole mystery solution they're putting into you. And ultimately, it's just, it's mass genocide. It's just a lot of deaths well, in very different squaling. ways. Squaling? Squaling. I had seen an interview, I don't know, I forget who the lady was, some doctor. She actually moved out of the country because she knew about all this. You know, in advance? Yeah, she yeah. knew about this all in advance. And I think they did the interview on InfoWars, but it wasn't Alex Jones who did it. Um, she was saying that there was this component in the vaccines called squalene. Hmm. Not never heard of it. No. Okay. Me neither. Well, that's the only time I ever heard. Yeah, of it. we talked about that briefly, and I was wondering if squalene was what the graphene oxide was, but I'm probably another wrong name. On that. Yeah. But anyways, but getting back to my theory, so so I think that there's a bigger agenda here, and this is where Project Looking Glass comes in. Right. Uh, and and I want you guys to touch on that a little bit because the Looking Glass is some. You guys believe some ancient technology that they can see into the future? <laughs> Real quick before That's we get okay, into looking glass, because we were talking about Agenda 2030. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> besides this lockdown, I think there's also maybe possibly going to be the global warming lockdowns that they're going right. to push eventually. Yeah. But climate, also climate change, lockdowns, climate change yeah. lockdowns. Yeah. So just be prepared. But also 2030, a lot of people think that's when uh, Project Blue Beam is going to like take over or the yeah. aliens are going to land. And that figures into another part of this too. And, and, and um, even um, um, Yellow Cube, which is... Yeah. Cool. Okay. I just want to add this. We're going here. Um, and this goes back to 2008... And the NIH is involved with it. And they took a woman who survived the 1918 swine flu and tested her and a group swine of Swine flu or influenza? Uh, what are they calling it here? Let's see what they're calling it. You don't mean back in the 80s when they had the swine flu vaccine that they shut down after 50 adverse effects. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. Uh, influenza virus. But okay, yeah. Okay. But my point is that uh, almost 100 years later, she had antibodies to it. Uh, they found a whole group of them that were still alive. They still oh, I saw that report. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. and that's back in 2008. I mean, so so the other part of this is that's going away. I, I think they jockeyed. They took a position. They've been running with it. It's not working. It's not going to work. We got all these turning treatments. So what are they going to do? And I think Ebola may be on the agenda. There's some hmm. information come out of Wuhan about Ebola now. So we we're getting to another whole area of this. Are they going to up the ante because they've lost so much time? Um, and it, it, it possibly could be. 
Um, right. I don't think they're going to mess around with this anymore. It's not working for Well, me. that kind of goes into the whole trying to hurry up the plan really does go into a aspect of looking glass, mm. which we'll talk about later. But um, well, I think we ought to get right into it. Well, no, I mean that component of oh, yeah. the looking yeah. glass part, because what I know about looking glass is that it's like ancient technology, basically. It was kind of given to us or was found in the Sumerian culture. Um, kind of discussed in, in their writings, right. yeah. but it was also kind of put away in like tablets or these mm-hmm. like cases that people later discovered, um, like Nikola Tesla. Right? Well, so for the folks out there, let's, let's just say it, it's somehow this ability, I, I think maybe in witchcraft where you get the, um, the globe there, what are they? The magic ball. The, the magic ball <laughs> is kind of how they may have presented it out to the public. Crystal ball. Crystal ball, God. yeah. But in, in essence, and I'll let you go ahead, is that it's something they could use that allowed them to look forward and back. Now right, it's not, right. not about time traveling, just to look at events. Well, there's a time traveling component to it. Yeah, that's another. Okay, yeah. so go back to where you guys uh, in your research discovered where the looking glass, like how far back it goes. Oh, well, if you go back to Samaria, you're you're... As far back as you can. Yes, yeah, so, you can so Sumeria is like the oldest, uh, I'm pretty sure the oldest like civilization race that we know Writings of. that we have an which is in, for. Which right. is located in modern day Persia. Right. So Iraq, the, Iran. The oldest things we have are like these Sumerian tablets. They're basically scripture. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what we know, or what I know anyway. Mm-hmm. So the first time I was made aware of it was early on, maybe the first two years, it was in a Q post, and it was just out there, project, and I had never heard about it before. It's kind of surprising. It's not something you just stumble on, and that's when I looked into it. Um, there was a lot more information out there then than there is now mm. um, in trying to figure out what it is all about and, and such. So I noticed uh, looking into Looking Glass, a lot of information on Looking Glass has kind of disappeared. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, that's the reference, but that's when I first was made aware of it. And then in kind of, you know, at the time, there was so much else going on with other things that were being brought to the forefront. I didn't really pay too much attention to it. And then when Biden was on the um, campaign trail um, in one of his speeches or interviews, I don't remember which it was, but he said, Trump's using licking glass. And I went back and did a, another visit on Deep it. Deep dive. Yeah, because Biden's talking about it here. It gets credibility. I mean, something else is going on because it wasn't talked about in a favorable way. Yeah. And uh, so... So, um, with your guys, go ahead. Tell me how you came across it. And you know, well, I've you heard know. I've heard about it for a while, um, so I kind of have known, but I, I had to go back and refresh. But uh, yeah, I've also heard that there's the time traveling component where it can create like. Uh, have you ever seen the show Stargate? No. Don't okay, so it can create like portals to other worlds. Yeah. It can create wormholes, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it you can go back and uh, you can go back in the past and look at things or uh, experience situations or scenarios. But you can also jump forward in time, and you can kind of see a, the series of events that is to play out. Um, also, that there's this big component to it that uh, it it's not like the definite future like there's some in some things i read there's like almost two timelines one timeline that's kind of good one that's kind of bad other things i read there's different scenarios that could play out um Mm -hmm. but it's going to be one of these things and the the looking glass from what i know technology um 
is really big. That's what I found out. I don't know if yeah. you have anything to put out. It's like this huge device that when this was actually from David Wil- Wilcock, Halfcock, Ron. So, right. um, and he had to scale like comparison. A person standing next to this device would be very, very, very <laughs> small. So you have to picture kind of like a circular ring, um, like on the ground, level on the ground. That's huge. Um, and in the middle, there's a barrel of some sort. It sounds like a Nazi bell. <laughs> right. There's a barrel of some sort that's either filled with water and, and some stuff I heard read that it was injected with gas. And basically, there's these like three rings in the inside that kind of they rotate and swivel that are kind of like inside each other and go around each other. And they kind of create like a channel energy and light. Yes. So, so like a visual a visualization of some of the things that you see in the movie Stargate, because there was a Stargate component to the Looking Glass, right? Well, so Stargate is all about the portals. <laughs> so um, in Stargate, it's basically kind of like just one ring that's, I guess, perpendicular to the ground that you kind of walk through, like an arch. Um, this is more like, you know, a ring that's level on the ground. I was thinking of the movie Contact. Okay, yeah. and then for a visual, for a visual, uh, a visual on that, right? And then so the barrel in the middle kind of interacts with all the rings that go around it and create energy and channel energy, and then it creates basic it like illuminates. Um, and a lot of people, you know, think that that illumination is the all-seeing eye, or it's the you know that's why the Illuminati illuminate Illuminati kind of derive that terminology and basically once that energy field is created you can kind of there's like someone that can go in there and they can go to all these different places or forward in time or backwards in time or other worlds or you know stuff like that and i've also heard that like you said trump has access to this which he got from like nikola tesla well supposedly it it um if it does exist it it hasn't worked. Its stop date is 2012. It can't see beyond 2012. Oh, right, right. And that's what I thought, interestingly, my end calendar stops at 2012 as well. Were they using it in time as they knew it ended because they can no longer see it anymore? Right. right. Before we get to that, there was, I think I want to cover like what they talk about, the convergence of timelines, which we kind of touched okay. a little bit on when, oh, we had, right, right, right. when we had our time episode yeah, and I can time travel. That. I can touch and that. so they would talk about this convergence of timelines that happened in 2012, which coincides with CERN, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and did you guys know that there's a collider that they're building? It's actually in Tennessee. It's way smaller than CERN, <laughs> but there is a collider in Tennessee, right? Hmm. Uh, and even, uh, was it uh, Stephen Hawkins said that, uh, what CERN is doing could be to, like totally catastrophic. Yeah. But in some of the research I did, they say that was this timeline convergence in 2012. And again, like we had said before, this is why we're getting a lot of instances of the Mandela effect. Mandela effect, yeah. right? So, but then they talk about a timeline contraction. And I'd like to have you kind of explain that to the listeners. Wait, can I just, oh, yeah. about the 2012 thing? Sure. Well, he, no, Sean has a theory oh. On, oh. On, on how... They have to keep the convergence from happening. The elite, but they have to keep that from happening. And and you used a pendulum analogy that I mm-hmm. thought was uh, made it uh, kind of simple. So yeah. so well, go ahead, Sean. I just had something real quick um, about the 2012. Uh, 
which I actually talked to you before, and this is another Halfcock, David Halfcock uh, point, where he says that 2012 is where the calendar stops, but also the looking glass can't see into the future anymore past this year. And basically that when you use the looking glass technology, all you can see is white light. And he's basically, um, you know, saying that because this is the point in time where the looking glass technology doesn't out like put out the outcome anymore. This is the period in time when people can make their own kind of future in life in timeline that that's all now now buckley do you think that's because uh and we talked about this on the, uh, the great uh, the Master Debater show the other night when uh, matt was talking about time uh where our calendar is, is incorrect it's like off by 10 years and this was a theory that you know, why nothing happened in 2012 like like 2012 is actually 2022 is actually what the mayans construed or tried to try to convey as 2012 hmm. i don't know if you guys saw anything about that so Didn't. so that's why we're thinking is this did this already happen in 2012 on our calendar or is this something that we think whatever this thing is gonna gonna happen like like wilcox said that uh once uh, looking glass got to 2012 it just looked like a bright light there was nothing right. else to see so you're talking going into a different time like possibly the age of aquarius where where, where everything is going to be different we're going to have this mass awakening which again we've talked about before a lot of people are talking about this well that's actually it, a big component um... okay okay so that's what i wanted to make sure that you brought up because if 2012 is actually 2022 like is this why everybody feels like there's something different like something's different something's going to happen everybody has that feeling going forward that we just know something's going to happen or is that because that we're being we're being like inundated with all this information now and i know there's a russian component with uh ukraine mm-hmm. that's involved in this as well which sean i want you to touch on but uh well but no, i don't know yeah, if, we, so. if we brought this up um this technology is an elite technology that they use or have been using, um, you know, the cult, the Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But is it an ancient technology that, that, the, that the cult discovered and, and is using against us? You, yes, but there's kind of the component where they can't really use it against us to a certain point anymore. So it's said. Yeah. So I believe we're. Did that makes sense. Yes. There's rules to this, to what's going on. Modern, ancient. There's rules to this whole conflict, good versus evil. And that's what it boils down to. I'm going to refer to. Um, there's a guy who did a extensive interview. He was uh, employed by the government, some secret ops program. I think his name was Wood or Woods, and. Um, we refer back to him because are you talking just, about Bill Woods? Bill Woods, maybe yeah. the one because it's been a while. I just kind of quickly briefed. He was over a, it because allegedly you, a military insider, uh, high security clearance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, so he says he was brought in to um, solve a problem, and the problem was is that um, there was these two times lines that exist, like quantum physics. You get two things going at the same time, and they had exist existed throughout time, and they were able to look through this looking glass, whatever it was. And look into the future, look into the past. Now, they could they could affect things in the here and now, and then they could look on looking glass and see, project it out and see what kind of a long-term <coughs> impact it had. And that's what they were working with. And for the longest time, because I, I, I come away with this wondering how much influence do they have? It seems like it's less than more 
because if they really had the influence that they claim to have, um, then they wouldn't find themselves losing right now. That they could have orchestrated events long, long ago, so we're not even having this conversation, and that doesn't appear to be the case. So I'm taking from the perspective of it's limited in its scope, very powerful if you can look in the future and see what you do in real time to see its impact, because then you can do something to counter it. But there's the, in, in the long projected picture, they were talking about world dominance, and I'm talking thousands of years ago. So this is a long played out. This is a biblical plan, is what I'm getting at. So he doesn't bring necessarily the Bible in, in a omnipotent creator into it, but you can read into what he's saying. So he he says that he was brought in to solve the problem. The problem was of these two competing timelines, good versus evil, say. Um, and I'm saying, you know, as individuals, as nation, as a world, the way it goes, and that um, they were able. So if you looked at it in terms of the world's created, and within it are laws governing creation. So there's the laws of nature I used with the analogy with you earlier, Ron, and say it's a pendulum. And you go out there and try to interfere with the laws of nature, and you can do it to a degree, but it's going to find its way back. And you're going to continue having to influence it, and it's going to be pushing back at you the full time because it's bigger and more powerful. And that's kind of what they're up against. So you have this this ancient evil that wants to control and rule the world, and they're coming against something that they have to constantly involve themselves, constantly push against because it goes contrary to what was intended. Now, they, they fought the fight, and they fought it for, for eons, thinking they were going to win in the end, ultimately, because they had the ability to see the future, and they'd impacted it um, for thousands and thousands of years. And they came to a roadblock, and that was, they what they were seeing was, the last in 2012, before it wouldn't show anything anymore, was the convergence of these two timelines, one being the evil, one being a good for mankind, just say. And they were coming together, and evil wasn't prevailing. That right. the powers that be wanted to continue to push things in the direction, the pendulum, hold it in place, where they could ultimately win whatever kind of competition this seems to be to control the earth and mankind as the ultimate prize. So the problem he was brought in to solve was how do we basically control the outcome that we can't seem to control anymore? Everything we do now, if we double down, it comes back at us that much harder, and we can't control it to the side we want. And what? Oh, I was going to say, so essentially what I found out was that the Illuminati saw their downfall, basically. That, that was the catastrophe that they saw that they are now trying to get out of but it almost seems like it's written in stone that they can't but they're trying desperately to stop this from happening and basically their downfall is when humanity reaches a point of kind of like world peace in the awakened and enlightened state of of being so he uses the word awakening it was the first is time i'd heard it that far back 80s 90s maybe when he gave the interview and the word awakening was used. Um, and so they, they in, it sounds like in somewhat frustration, even started creating commuter models through the AI to, because remember, they're, they're mentally ill, okay? They're, they're deceiving themselves in an outcome that isn't inevitable the way they thought it was. And so they, were, they wanted to be told um, an ending that wasn't presenting itself. And so he said, one of the problems with the chair and this is something that I've the, seen. Can you explain the chair real quick? Um, he just talks about sitting in a chair as a clairvoyant. Now, this is interesting. The clairvoyant, I'm going to use as a prophetic 
the prophetic because they look for a certain person that has certain uh, inalienable abilities to to be forensic, uh, psychic, or or a pro- prophetic, or kind of They're looking for those people in society to sit in this chair. I don't know the description of the chair. Well, I've heard that the chair um, was possibly some sort of ancient alien tech. Yeah, and well. it, it may may be because this goes back that far, and the aliens have been around since the beginning of this thing. They're ultimately one of the players that that um, tend to lose the most out of all this um, because they are a race. They are created. Which which brings us back to the theory that the elite, the Illuminati, the cabal, the cult, whatever you want to call them, right? That they are actually the gatekeepers of the aliens who are actually the top of the food chain that are running the show for for the battle for the souls of humanity mm. to use us as food, yep. whatever. The reptilians. And, yeah, well, that could be. I mean, seriously, it could well, be. we're going to go down that path but, but later. What, but what I'm saying, though, is, is that would make sense if this chair was some type of alien technology, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're using this now... Now, there's another theory that all these PCR tests were not to see if you had COVID, but they were to for, to fill in a DNA database because there's a certain race or a certain people that they are looking to identify. And does that play into it? Yeah. And to that point, well, it's kind of uh, off subject here, but you said about that massive database they've compiled. compiled. Um, isn't it interesting if... Th- let's say in fact that's hap- we know that's happening right they're collecting dna globally now in a way they never have before okay we also know that they have a a crime forensic computer system that's tied in globally with all these unsolved crimes that are tied into dna how many crimes have been solved through covid not in the, in the sense that they're coming out to the public saying we solved these crimes but what if you get a phone call say we know you perpetrated this crime it's solved in our eyes. Um, I'm taken off to Mexico. No, we're not prosecuting you. You need to join us in this cause. So you you could have an army of people wondering why politicians and owners of businesses and such, why are they taking the standpoint? It seems so obvious that, you know, with the COVID thing, shutting down the business or do, making these mandates and stuff. What if, they're, what if they're being blackmailed on a massive scale we can't even imagine? So well, I just want people to think about that. Cause there's no way I can imagine they haven't merged these two together and used it as a weapon. Would that explain why all these CEOs have stepping down? Stepping down. down. You're going to have to do what they say. Or if you're not going to play ball or or the suicide. Well, that's where the pedophilia thing comes in, too, with Epstein and his island and the blackmailing. So I kind of get us off topic, but yeah. yeah. They they have the politicians, world leaders, people in positions of high power, corporations. To learn the the secrets. They go to uh, the island where they sexually abuse children or even on planes or other locations i'm sure there's many more and then they film it um and then they that's what they use as blackmail to get these people to do what they want basically to put out push their narrative and their agenda okay okay so it's been said that that the sex trafficking and child trafficking is the number one business globally yeah right Right. and who would to drugs and who would be in control (laughs) of gun trafficking that's not your neighborhood pedophile that's in control of that. Oh no, that's a much bigger thing. These but are the group we're but, but about. let's go back to the chair. Yeah, let's get back to the, the alien, chair and the alien technology and okay. looking glass. It, 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 because I think this is all connected. It so all. So when you say in. alien technology, this is my take on it. That uh, you can go back to Tesla, Nikola Tesla. And what's interesting about Tesla, if you 
folks look into it out there. Um, he had someone that helped him in his research, an MIT professor, um, who actually gleamed all the information when Tesla died. He's the one the government sent to clean out his apartment. Um, that man is John Trump. That is Donald Trump's uncle. Um, also, what's interesting, if you take a, a younger um, John Trump and you put his picture next to um, uh, Tesla. What? No, no. Oh. Put it, put next. Tesla. Tesla was was someone he was very close with, and even in research terms, um, WikiLeaks, uh, WikiLeaks. Julius Assange. Oh, Julius Assange. If if Julius Assange isn't isn't John Trump's son, I mean, they look like twins. So there's really? something going on. That there. theory. That theory I've has heard been that out before. there. Yeah. You can see the pictures. It's that, that uncanny. Ass, that Assange somehow, some way. Well, devolution is, is, a, is a Trump. Devolution is is this far back. So we're talking about Ginger twenty twenty, Ginger thirty thirty. It goes back to to the um, Masons um, talking about their two hundred year plan ahead and how they've been correct. So if this good evil thing that we're talking about is playing out the way we believe it is, one side has been open with their plan. I think they have to that there's some part of this under some of the rules, they have to tell what they're going to do to humanity. Yeah, the consent for consent part. part of it, right? That's a, 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 a law. It's like a rule of the Illuminati. They have to have people's consent to do things as well as they have to tell you what they're doing in legal. some way. This whole thing is a legal um, situation that's playing out in, in whatever constructs God created to have it play out. So having said that, um, right, where was I? I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, you're talking about uh, Don Trump, uh, yeah. Tesla, him going to his apartment, um, the Illuminati needing consent to do anything in the timeline to be played out. All right, we're back uh, in the chair. Um, <laughs> you need a so, minute. So as the guy's talking about these things happen. Back. They, they did happen. I've got an excuse, but <laughs> um, so. I, as he, he's, he's conveying about what's happening this year and he's brought in to solve it, it becomes obvious to him and he conveys to them that it can't be solved. It's inevitable. There's nothing. They created computers to try to give them uh, the outcome they wanted. And even the computers are saying, no, for whatever reasons, with the formulas and such, that uh, you're not able to accomplish what you've been able to accomplish in the past. And, and I'm wondering now, understanding CERN and stuff, is if they're trying to push these timelines in different directions, separate them because it's convergence of these timelines that, that okay, they don't okay, benefit Sean, from. So, but they talked about they were they were trying to keep the convergence from happening, and, and they said, and then he said something about and when the timelines contracted, hmm. and that's when you use the pendulum yeah. analogy. Yeah. So they're trying to hold it in, in a fashion because of what's coming against them. And the other thing he talks about in this is, is like the hive mind part of this, where yeah, yeah, if yeah. they can collectively get you to think of something through fear and so forth, that you can, that that will develop itself in reality. Yeah. And so there's this breaking of the awakening is to get out of the mindset of all the lies we've been told about so many different things, because it, it's allowed them in part to push this thing forward and, and control uh, future events that right. they're not able to. Well, a, a big component of like. The end of the Illuminati, the, the what, what they see as a catastrophe, um, and basically into that next stage of life is like for the Looking Glass. It is a level of higher consciousness. Like that's a big part of uh, the Looking Glass technology, where we go into that piece of humanity that's you know world peace essentially, uh, higher level of consciousness, which 
we know the cult doesn't want. They don't want people to reach this higher level of consciousness. That is why you always see the fear porn. They're always trying to keep you in fear. They're always trying to keep you right. riddled in a anxiety. Low, a low vibration. Low vibration. Yeah. They're trying yeah. to have you, you know, watch the book of Boba Fett. Uh, watch this Netflix show. Watch uh, Hulu. Watch this. Uh, watch porn. Watch uh, here. Eat these donuts. You know, watch the the country music television awards or whatever. It's all just there to keep you at a lower level of consciousness, and, and, and that's and really what I feel that they f- distraction. Right. You know, work forty hours a week. Never have time to do anything. Never follow your passions. You got to make money, pay your bills, be in debt. All this stuff. I mean, I think, honestly, one of the biggest things that the cult Illuminati globalists really fear is when people break out of that and reach that higher level of consciousness, which looking glass technology is really showing saying, that's happening. It, yeah, yeah, showing that's happening, showing that is going to happen. Right. So I don't know if it's necessarily like an event well, that's going to you know happen that really brings them down or more if it's going to just be a shift in the total percentage of people to break outside of the bounds that they have set up, the matrix that they have set up to keep people locked down. Do you think maybe it's not one event, but but an accumulation of lots of events that slowly open up people's eyes and it breaks them free of the mass formation psychosis right. we talked about last week? Uh, yeah, Breaking yeah. the group think where all these people, they're getting this little little piece of the red pill, little piece of the red pill, little piece of the red pill, which breaks them out of the matrix. Well, I'll give you an example. It it helps them to see that everything we've been told has been nothing but a lie to control us. Right. The information that is going to, I think get is getting out there and will get out there. Like even like the pedophilia stuff, that's like a big component that's going to break people so out of this. That just a pedo- few years ago, nobody had any idea about any of this. Right. Like yeah. that alone, when people really like figure it out and accept that this is going on, the elite pedophilia rings um, and how disgusting it is and everything that goes on with that. And like that alone is going to like really change people's okay. uh, perspective and attitude towards Celebrities, politicians, world leaders, corporations, all this stuff. So, Wouldn't you agree, you guys, that that's kind of already happening? Yeah. Yeah, that's already happening. And it's going to even continue further, I feel, with the more information uh, that gets out with COVID and all the lies and all the... The studies and all the everything that comes out with this eventually. Remember, remember. Um, so I'm so singularly focused on some of this because of the way my life was changed by it. Thinking, well, everybody's, you know, that's how they're gonna eyes gonna be open. It's gonna be this catastrophic event. And I, I found out that wasn't the case. It was there was somebody I, I talked to for many years, a younger guy, and uh, he just didn't want to hear about it. And I realized it's scary. Um, what's the point at their age? It, it you know, t- if they take all this in, then you know, like you said, why would I go to school? You know, so. They're at a different point. But what I was interested in finding out with him was what opened his eyes to consider that we're being lied to was something I never expected. They had last year, was it last year with the, that thing about the controlling, they had gotten together two years ago and bought stock in this country, in this company or something, or shorting it. And I don't know the particulars of it, but you're, talking, you know, about you're talking about GameStop, Game, GameStop, GameCube. Yeah, no, or, Game, no, sorry, GameStop, no, GameStop, GameStop so, yeah, where they actually saved the company. Yeah, and now yeah. the company's worth billions of dollars again, and now they're getting into other futuristic things, yeah. which is really cool. How they how they 
basically bankrupted this big greedy hedge fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were shorting the stock. And part of right? they did it through the COVID money. They had pulled the COVID money collectively. Uh, uh, age group of they uh, were using all their stymie stymie, checks. Yeah, they yeah. were shorting the stocks. Yeah. Right, that's what it's yes. called. And yeah. okay, so so I the, think. the kid told me is yes. listen, I had bought this, I stood to gain, and they prevented me from selling. My, how yes. can they do that? And his yes. eyes are like, how can they do that? And for him, it was like a game changer yeah. uh, in regards. Because now, well, peeling away a little at that at that onion. So, yeah, it's, I, I thought that was a very important um, thing that happened that would break or the break the cycle for a lot of people. Because it really does show that rules for thee, not for me kind of component for a, pe- a reach uh, for elite uh rich billionaires millionaires or whatever because it's like well you're allowed to sell stock in right. short stocks and do all this to take advantage of people but when we do it you make that you shut it down and a big what's the um, big app that people use to sell stock all right so what buckley's referring to is the robin hood app Rab- the robin hood app and, and so people on was- that were on that app they just weren't allowed to sell stock. And, and it that was completely was, and that shut was down because it was going to bankrupt Robinhood, and Robinhood didn't have the money to pay out to pay out the people selling off the stock. Right, and they so did. That, yeah, but that that would they brought in other big banks. They even brought in the Federal Reserve to stop people from trading. They stopped trading because, just like you say, rules for me, but not for thee or whatever. Right. It's. They don't want the little guy to be successful in the stock market. And when all these kids got together, like like the one guy on Reddit, his his uh, or uh, trading platform, his name was Potato What My Ass or whatever. Like like seriously, <laughs> like that's his Reddit name. When they brought him in and questioned him, and it's like you know, uh, how did you guys do this? Because you just taught all these greedy hedge fund managers and all these stockbrokers and everything. That you could beat them at their own game, and, and and instead of them taking their losses like they should have, they used higher ups to shut it down, and that's what they did. Right. You could not trade it. You could not trade or sell on Robinhood, and, and Robinhood actually got called on the carpet. But for whatever reason, they got out of it. Yeah, as we know. The rich get away with everything. If you and I did that, we'd probably be sitting in jail right now. Right. Same thing goes for Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi and her husband. Their stock trading outperforms all the top hedge funds. Figure that out. Right. So that's like, you know how I always talk about the red flags, like scenarios where when something comes up that the elite are doing like that, like take it as a, a, a chance to change your perspective and look into things a little bit further. It's just one of those scenarios. And um, I mean, they did it with when the housing industry market crashed, or was it the automobile industry? Um, I forget what there was some huge crash and basically Obama bailed him out. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the 08 mark. Uh, oh, too big to fail. Housing, right. housing, housing market, yeah. housing market. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's like another thing. It's like which, which well, if this did... business is going down. Um, you know, naturally, throughout, shouldn't that be just it run its course? If they're not doing well, well now then you're they probably crash. talking about well, that was because glass. of greed too. They're making that decisions. was because of greed too. But yeah. do you know what I mean? That's like it's like. If the if the the best pizza joint in the town is going under because for whatever reason no one comes in and really bails them out, it's definitely not going to be the government. So like if this market's going down, let it go down. Like 
the government shouldn't just be allowed to swoop in and be like, oh, here's all your money back because you were probably shorting, doing the same thing, shorting stocks and being sketchy and whatever. Um, And so that there too is also another red flag. It's like, it just shows you that you're here on the ground while the elites and all these other companies are up here and they don't operate or play by the same rules in any capacity as you or I or Sean. Like, like it, that, that was all, uh, they didn't get into trouble by shorting the stock. They got into trouble because another guy was shorting all the, all the uh, financial stocks. And he ended up making billions and billions of dollars off the market crash. Because when he first uh, presented all these banks, they were so freaking greedy that they're like, oh yeah, I'll take that bet. I'll take that short bet or whatever. And he had to, like, like his clients were like freaking out. I'm losing all this money, losing all this money. He's like, listen stay in hold the line i guarantee you this market is going to crash and of course it did and that's what they used the basis for the movie uh the big short yeah uh where the, the book that michael lewis wrote which is yep. which is very good very good movie too explains it so if you want to understand the housing market crash you want to watch two movies uh one is too big to fail which shows it shows the bank's downfall and how the the federal reserve came in and bailed them all out to the tunes of just hundreds of billions of dollars and and the whole idea was that we're going to give you this money we're going to bail you out but what you need to do because it took down the automotive industry as well at the same time because i feel that our our economy it, it runs around the automotive industry uh, automotive and housing but automotive especially because everybody has to have a house everybody has to have a car right so when you got to watch that movie too big to fail and you got to watch the big short watch them two movies it'll it'll kind of explain it to you how this all happened uh, and, and this is what we're getting ready now we're already overdue for a crash and i think this is what they're holding off we're holding off i've said this before our economy is a huge ponzi scheme and it is all based on the petrodollar so we know you know why is what is the big push for electric cars now right so what is that going to do to the petrodollar so so i think a lot of these components come into what they're seeing in looking glass and what they're trying to keep from happening but like you said sean it's nature it's the rules of nature and what did they always say don't mess with mother nature well, they had up to so 2008 stock uh, crash. They still had benefit of it, if all this is true, to 2012. So this all begs the question, and this is, I think, where, where we... Just let me interrupt you real sure. quick. <laughs> when when I just want to put this one more thing in that I'm going to let you go. Yeah. 2008 was the crash. Of course, Obama came out and said, well, we inherited this from Bush. And, and in a sense, he did. But... Uh, They're cousins. But... Yeah, we're getting into that. There's, yeah. There's this yeah, but... Together. but it really didn't start affecting, like, just an example, me and my business. It really didn't start hitting us until 2012. When? Which is very mm-hmm. odd. And anytime you have those contractions like that, too big to fail, control is acquired by someone. So people, industries, corporations who benefit from that, they owe somebody. So... You know, the last 20 minutes we're talking about the elite and the Illuminati. But who are they? Where did they come from? Why are they so desperate to affect the outcome? Ancient bloodlines. I want to um, preface this. Ronnie, we had talked, and maybe we'll just just, uh, get into this a little bit. I think we want to start getting some shows together. We take a point forward and back in time to try to illustrate who these folks are. 
um, from World War II forward and from World War II back. So World War II would be the jumping off point for this. And I think you're going to find it very interesting because some of this you've never heard before. Okay, so let's not get into that yet. Let's not overburden our listeners with too much thinking. The origins of the cult? Well, just the origins, period. <laughs> What's this, that This stake? is a series that we're going to talk yep. about. What do you think they saw in Looking Glass that they're trying to fight? Oh, so there was... Because you said they had actually... Yeah. They didn't like what they saw, so they brought in these computer people to come in and try the to robots. simulate it in a computer. So now we're talking that this Operation Looking Glass, this tool or whatever Looking Glass is, is some form of ancient technology, it which would lead us to believe that it was some extraterrestrial technology. And then you talk about the chair. Oh, oh that's what right? I was getting at. So extraterrestrial and Tesla, when I had my brain cramp. Um, so he... he he had said in some of his writings that some of the information he got was from extraterrestrials or demonic, whatever it was, he derived it from another source. And so you'll find that this technology, say from aliens, they they play a role in this. There's a lot at stake for, for quote, aliens. And there seems to be this give and take with man. And we will, we'll give you this technology that we have in exchange for some authority in your earth. It's part of the rules. So we can get a little of that later because it's going down the path that we talked about. But Well, wasn't it Tesla that said that where he got all of his knowledge? He First of all, he was born during a, a thunder and lightning storm. He always talks mm-hmm. about that, That's right? Yep. He's like and, powder. And then he also talks about how when he would sleep, he would get these downloads, downloads, downloads into about. his head and he would wake up with this knowledge. Yeah. Huh. Very, very interesting because I'm a firm believer because I swear to God, I've gotten those downloads. Yeah. Give you one quick example. Wiring on a car, electricity, automotive electricity, we know can be very challenging for some people, right? And it always was challenging for me, right? And I was doing this old MG over and the customer wanted to pick it up on the weekend. And this was like on a Tuesday. I'm trying to get all the lights because none of the lights worked. Mm. Uh, it was an MGB convertible is what it was. And, and now you're talking English you know, English wiring, which, you know, everybody in the automotive field, if you hear the word Lucas Electrics, that almost gives you heart palpitations because you're like, oh my God, this does not work like Delco Electrics, right? Mm -hmm. But, so my father's like, well, you better figure out these freaking lights because this car's going to go out Saturday morning. This guy's coming to get this car on Saturday. You've got to make these lights work. And I'm like, all right, I'll figure it out or whatever. Honest to God, truth. I go to bed that night. Don't even think about it, right? I go to bed, I wake up the next day, I walk down to the shop, and I knew how to do it. Hmm. And my father was like, how'd you figure that out? I said, I don't know. I just woke up and I knew how to do it. And you never lost it. No, no, and then all from that point forward, Mm -hmm. anything that was electrical, my father made me do it. He didn't let anybody else touch it. It was (laughs) always me. And I mean, I would dismantle dashboards. I would totally replace all the wiring in cars like old cars like complete wiring harness and and it just was no big deal for me and, and even to this day even with all this electronics it's no big deal for me it's just it's just weird because i think it, that was an example of what tesla is talking about maybe your guardian angel i got was looking out be. for you well, could be we don't know the answer to it but i got a download because i woke up the next morning and i understood it 100 percent. so i've had that happen weird. twice one had to do with lots of maybe four years of research on health issues and how they fit together because there's like a thousand pieces to this and it it's scattered all over the internet and I was driving down the road and there was this download and it all came together in a way that was just unbelievable. Um, 
And I went and checked the calendar and it was a certain holiday, which I won't share now. And I was like, well, that's interesting. It's a well-known holiday. It's not the one you would think. And then uh, a year later, I'm, I'm driving around and I'm ha- I get another download on another topic, political stuff. Um, and it's like, I felt this before the same way. And I went home, checked the calendar. It was the same holiday. It's a floating holiday. It's not on the same day. So yet it was the same holiday on that day. A year later, yeah. floated on the cat. So I know what you're talking, and the question then in mind becomes what the source and all that. But um, so tell us, so tell us what you think they saw. Well, back um, again to the the Russia thing because we didn't touch on that. One of the things that that this this Wood said was it was this there was this point in time where they seemed to have some influence over the future and that pivot point tied in with Russia. If the United States and Russia were at war to one another, then they were able to salvage some of this that they wanted to in the, in the way they intended for evil. And but is this, it, is this why you think that the uh, Hillary Clinton's say, if she got elected, her administration go to war with was prepared to go to war with Russia? I don't think they're done with it even now. You're going to continue hearing this because he used that as, as a line in the sand that if we can remain not at odds, we don't have to love one another, but if we're not warring with another, then apparently it has some effect on this end-time destiny of these two, two timelines. So I think you're going to see more and more that they cannot let the Russia thing go because of it's all on the line. That's one tangible thing they can put their hand on here. Um, so very interesting to watch, especially this coming summer. There, there's the Russian thing is starting to come around again with the UK. And, you know, there's some information there with what's going on with some certain bloodlines up there. Um, now, you said something earlier about some gold stash in the Ukraine. And do you think that has anything to do with why we're having this whole Ukraine thing? I mean, on the outside, we know that Russia doesn't want us to have our anti-aircraft missiles in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Russia wants to bring their anti-aircraft missiles in. Uh, and, and then allegedly, this is the big, the headbutting yeah. like bet- between Russia and Ukraine and us and everything like that. Where does Kazakhstan come in? Because Kazakhstan... There was some talk that, that that this city in Kazakhstan, which if you see pictures of it, very futuristic, very beautiful city. Mm-hmm. And when I think Kazakhstan, I think of Kurdistan. I think it's just out in the middle of the desert. Like, there's nothing there, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you see this beautiful city. Now, all of a sudden, they're saying that because of the increase in gas prices, and then the Kazakhstan government told the people that you're not allowed to have access to your money in the bank unless you have a vaccine passport. The people freaked out and overthrew the government. Come on, that could be part of it, but there's more to that picture. Where do you think uh, uh, Kazakhstan stands as, because they were saying Kazakhstan was the world headquarters for the global elite. So we're talking about locations, specific ancient locations that are significant to them, whether it be ley lines, the magnetic fields, portal locations, um, who knows. But there's something about that area that has an ancient tie for them. It's no different than like the, the tie to Israel um, and why that location is important. And I believe in the United States as well, which is kind of a hidden identity. It's not well-known it's theory as to what what we are all about here. What role are we playing? What time frame are we in? Because that's another part of this. We may not be living in the time frame. And why was it that United States was selected to be the world leader, which we are? We, we are. And in, in, in people look to us. Why would that be? Why, you know, right or wrong, Americans are generally good people, hardworking. Things get accomplished here. They don't get accomplished anywhere else in the world. 
Um, now, you can export Americans and accomplish these things elsewhere, but you can't import certain people and get the same results here. So what is it? It's part of the people. It's part of who we are. It's part of our heritage. Who are we? Right? Who are we? And that definitely plays a role in all this. So th- there's more going on in the UK. It was interesting. I had a customer of mine a couple years back who just came come from Crimea, and she barely spoke English. And it was at a point where I was kind of trying to figure out the UK thing. It's not the first time we're talking about the UK, the Bidens from the past. And then um, I, at the time, looked up some pictures I could get on the internet. It was interesting. They were having parades in these small communities, and they were dressed up as Nazis with SWAT stickers and going down the road. And you're like, what is their identity? What what are they you know, relating to? What is this going on? And I, was, I got enough out of her. I'm like, okay, so what is... And for the listeners, Crimea is actually uh, the Crimean Peninsula is in Ukraine. Okay. And so as a lifelong resident, she was in her 70s, and I said, uh, you know, Trump. And all I could convey to her was thumbs up or thumbs down because I'm kind of interested because everything was coming against Trump from that region. He had done wrong, and she's thumbs up, thumbs up, Trump, thumbs up, thumbs up. So he wasn't the enemy to them, to the natives. So I thought that was interesting, that kind of sent me down another path of looking into this from a different perspective. Well, there was a huge slander campaign against Trump and that he was a, you know, racist and uh, anti-Semitic and white supremacist, which is just, in my opinion, not true at all. Typically the invert. So what they say, reverse it. Trump Trump is a hardcore Jesuit. Inverse culture. (laughs) Yeah. Which comes from the origins of the cult. And, And then you get to figure out who was hijacked in who, you know, we're talking about bloodlines, real bloodlines versus the made-up ones. Um, these people steal from everybody and and acquire things. And, so, uh, and I don't want to get too deep into yeah. that because that's part of the series we're going to be doing, yeah. uh, the origin series. But, but, uh, but yeah, so, Sean, you keep not telling me. <laughs> okay. What did, they, what did they see in Looking Glass? What is going to happen? I mean, well, I know, they, I know they, we don't know, but, but what is you guys, you and Buckley, what is your... What is that, your take I think, on it? Well, they saw a catastrophe, and I anything yeah, I read, some kind of catastrophe that that couldn't be described. Anything I read, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see anything like, to, as to what it is. So that's why I was saying before, what I think it is is that next level of consciousness that humanity reaches, because mm-hmm. once they reach that level, then they don't have as much control. When people realize that this whole system is basically a matrix set up to keep them at a lower spiritual vibration of consciousness and all that. And that's what I think the catastrophe is. It's that piece of that, that, that point in humanity where we, we reach like world peace and a higher spirituality and all that. Yeah. Which, which in their view would be a catastrophe because they don't want that to happen. Right. And their, yeah. their downfall because they, their talons would be ripped out of their hands because they wouldn't have any more control at that point. Right. Okay, so um, I guess I'll say this much. I, I think there's going to be event. There's many events leading up to it to get to the point. But in the end, there this 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 game or whatever you want to call it, this this life we live, this existence, this reality, is is dictated dictated by rules, which some we can figure out and some we don't know, and some we're learning about as time goes on. So part of the awakening is learning about what those rules are but ultimately in the end those there'll be a penalty for what's been done they're not seeing any of that so they're not seeing when they're brought to account for their life what they've done to humanity 
um, what they've done uh, to the earth, um, their impact over time. And I think that's the big mystery then is what that looks like. What in terms of the conclusion to the six thousand years or a million years or whatever this thing, however point in time has been drawn out um, to that final conclusion where judgment it comes upon them for what they've done because they're running scared for a reason. Oh yeah. yeah, and and they're obviously running from someone or something. And someone asked me a week ago, and I didn't have any answer, and I and I may have one closer now. And they they were like, well. Why would they follow, and this was before I looked back in the looking glass, why would they be willing to follow this person related to, to Satanism? And when you do the deep dive into Satanism, you, you find out whether you care to believe or not what they believe. They believe it, okay? Right. So they're putting their life, as we know it, on the line. They're, di- they're, they're um, giving their life to a cause um, that they think they prevail in and in particular this guy asked me about why would they do you know and and go to that extent and and so forth and i said well i can tell you is i remember there was an aide to hillary clinton early on from arkansas that back the time i think when her husband was governor and on his deathbed he had confessions somebody had asked him you know why they engage in some things they engage in and he said well hillary is well aware what's at stake and she's choosing a victor to follow now, how do you get people to blindly follow that kind of a cause that's so destructive? Now, we have the elite, um, the secret societies, and you know, I know a little about that, and some of you read about it, but they bring you different levels to give you more information. Maybe um, Operation Looking Glass is part of that. You're brought to a big level. You're shown things. Wow, that's crazy. But, um, but they believe they win, and I think they've been able to project this out for a long time and got quite a following through coercion and whatever else, but at the high levels, they got to believe they win or they would jump ship. Or like the mass formation psychosis in the hive mind. Mm -hmm. Like it said when we looked into Project Looking Glass that if they got enough people together to Mm -hmm. all think that something is going to happen, then that something does happen. It's it's like the collective consciousness Mm -hmm. of these people uh, manifests what they feel is going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And this was the the whole thing that they were combating. And this the is awakening they, because they and, lose well, this is, the following. So the awakening is what's going to happen when the mass formation psychosis is broke. Right. So, like, um, I don't know if you remember, it was way at the beginning of the, the show where I brought up how old Wilcock, David Wilcock, was... Uh, you know, talking about how this is kind of the period of time in which people can kind of start to realize their own self-worth and create their own timeline and their own life. So, I mean, if that's true for us, if this is even a, a real component, if that's true for us, you know, why isn't it true for them as well? Why can't they try to keep um, creating the outcome that they want or creating their own life? So, I mean, I guess in a way... Maybe it's the two timelines thing. Um, I don't know, but like maybe in a way they're still fighting okay, well, for that outcome that they want because this is the time in which they can possibly do that. Yeah, quite possibly. And then in the high levels of, of Satanism and, and witchcraft, I look into and and they claim to have their heritage back to the garden and that their right. their father is Satan. So now we're talking about lineage back, what you're born into. What if we were born into this situation, the three of us here, agreeing full well, knowing what was at stake, but knowing we would have no knowledge and would have to work our way through it? 
and that to be a battle. Um, and the outcome is, is not predetermined. You have a free will to make a choice in your life. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like... Uh, so something that David Icke, uh, he talks about, and I, I think is probably important is, um, especially now, more than ever, because things are so chaotic and there's all this war, this this huge war on information, you don't know what's up or up is really down. And, you know, there's all these different things coming at you every week or every month. There's some new thing to focus on. Oh, Kyle Renhouse, just Lane Maxwell. Oh, this person, that person, Dr. Fauci. Um, chaos, 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 chaos. Um, so David, I, I, I believe he calls it your chakras. I'm not sure. Sh- I don't quite remember um exactly but what he really speaks about is like well when all this stuff is going on like that's really when you need to kind of focus on your inner self and lead to kind of navigate through all the chaos lead with your like chakras but also like with where your heart is taking you in which direction um so kind of like follow to follow what's inside of you and what your heart is telling you to do to navigate through all the chaos. Like because, the, like the old cliche, follow your heart. Right. In, in actuality is something that everybody should be doing. Manifest, think about what you want to do, right? In your heart, what you, what you, what your uh, path in life, what you want your path in life to be, you have to follow your heart. Right. And and you can manifest that. And now they talk a lot about manifesting and things. I was always kind of on the fence about that, but but if you try it just a little bit, it's it's kind of amazing how it works. Right. So Buckley, is that what you that's kind of what he's trying to convey, right? Well, sort of, yes and no. Um I kind of see him as something different. Um, but they obviously following your heart your heart can lead to manifestations of things that you want. Or you're you're going towards, but like he really is, he really f- believes as much as I can tell that like one of the only ways you're gonna get through all of this, all this chaos, is by opening up yourself to to love, basically, um, to loving everybody, to loving to loving Ron, to loving Sean, to, to loving your neighbor, and to opening up to that side of your emotion because that aligns your chakras and then allows you to lead with your heart, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Whereas, like, manifestation is more of, like, I feel like, well, that's a component. That's kind of like a Hindu slash Buddhist thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which I'm a firm believer in. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's what he kind of says. It's like following that light. And if you open yourself up to that light through love in your heart – that's what's going to guide you um, in in the right path, which I honestly think is kind of brilliant in a way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I mean, when you start thinking, you know, you know, I see so many negative people, and, and it's like nothing ever seems to work out for them. I think it's, and, and like we said, the, in that little phrase that I had coined before, the collective consciousness of negativity, mm-hmm. right? The collective negativity out there. Is is just it brings people down. Yeah, and and that and that's why we're so inundated with bad news. Like, a, like, like you always say, man, I wish I could watch the news and see a uh, and see a good story. 
Right. You know, something good, something good happened. Right. You know, and I think that maybe would lift people's spirits. So if people's spirits get high and they're, and they're feeling good about themselves and good things are starting to happen, instead of when you wake up in the morning saying, oh, man, it's going to be a crappy day. You know, just say, hey, man, you know what? It's going to be a good day. And just start out with something small like that. Right. Right. Just start Positive out with self-talk. something small. Positive talk. Yeah. And I, and I think the global elite and whoever's controlling them wants us to be negative because they can feed off that negative energy. Well, I think in a way they, they know that like that is one of the solutions that's going to really help people through this is opening yourself up to that side of love, light and love. And that is why that you get all the distraction and negative and fear and be afraid because they want to keep you down there. They feed off of it. Like right. you said, we're saying right. the fear porn. For right. sure. Yeah. They feed off of that. And yeah. so do demonic beings and energies. They also feed off of that low level of energy and that, that dark, darker side of your consciousness where they try to keep you versus, you know, breaking through that and opening up to the other side. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's all part of what they're going to, what they're calling the great awakening, which I really think, I think is going to happen soon, but I think we're going to have to go through a little bit more stormy weather before we get on the other side of that. Well, I, th- I think it is happening. It, it is, but well, they're pulling out all the stops. Process. They know that they're losing. They're pulling out all the stops, and that's why we're getting pounded with negativity, right? But, but I agree, Buckley. I think, I think, it, I think it's happening. It's slowly happening, and more people need to kind of, you know. So the question then becomes: How bad does it have to get to right. get the numbers that are required? to make this thing move forward. And and it doesn't happen if today things turned around and everybody's pocketbook and their health was resolved, we'd be talking to nobody. Right. They're not listening. I've seen it in 25 years. I've watched this. Yeah. And I would tell people, you know, 15 years ago, how bad does it have to get before enough people start to have their eyes opened? Because I know how it worked in my life and I'm no different than anybody else. It doesn't happen when times are good. It happens when things are bad. Right. And yeah. so how much worse does it have to get till enough of those people come forward? Would, and Would you guys agree that it's actually a lot worse out there than people think it is? Like, there's a lot of people think that we're getting back to normal. Like, normal's gone. We're insulated. We're going to have, States. we're going to have, now they're calling this the new normal, but I think there's going to be a new version of the new normal. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. the next step. The next step of the new normal. Like like well, whatever your life like was before, B. whatever our life was in 2018, 2019, right? Those days are gone and you are going to be thankful. You're talking that, about freedom. That those freedom that, those days are gone. Yeah. What what we perceived as being normal was not normal. That's not how humans should live. Right. No. We shouldn't be consumed with greed, with gluttony. Actually, the seven deadly sins, if you want to get right down to it. We shouldn't be consumed with that. Well, We should be thinking forward, thinking of positivity, thinking of more things like like loving people. Uh, forgive people that have done you wrong in your life. Sure. And, and just do not waste the energy that it takes to hold a grudge against them. Don't waste it. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. And I think, that's, I think we're on the verge of that. I really do. And, and you listeners, uh, you may not know it, but you just got a preview mm. of the series that we're going to be doing uh, very soon. Very uh, we're, we're, we're going to ease you into it because <laughs> it's going to be a lot of info to take in. And it's it kind of dark. It has every, every, it has where there's light, there's it. dark. Yeah, yeah. Where there's light, there's dark. But and that's a good way. Light and dark. The, the, yeah. the, you, you know, you can project light. You have a flashlight. Can you project darkness? No. Dark, no, no, and that's what's going on here. And so, if you look at what's being censored out there, 
and what and is that's it a being really censored? cool that's a really cool sentiment yeah. too yeah. Yeah. can you project yeah. darkness yeah. Yeah. No. so so uh unless you're in a black hole yeah <laughs> and then I, I was i don't watch tv shows and movies and stuff and once or twice a year when i somehow was in college we tend to watch and some stuff and uh, <clears throat> and i was just taken back you want to get another cross-section of what's going on take a look through netflix See what's being offered for movies. Look at the titles. Death to twenty twenty one. Oh well, they're they're even more blatant. Lucifer, this. Oh, well, yeah, 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 well yeah, we yeah. also we also know that Netflix uh, was brought into being as a psychological side. Yeah, so Hulu to, and then for, with like Amazon. prediction for predictive programming. But I'm yeah. just saying the. So I go look for certain movies, and my son figured this out a long time ago. Trying to have good, uplifting outcomes in the end. You're hard pressed to find those, and you, you, you want to know something, Sean? What I did, and and I've been really thinking about it for a long time, because you know I have a little one in the house, and she likes to watch programs. Yeah, and 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 I am freaking bound and determined to have family night at my house. Yeah. I look, at, and I it's just as simple as this. Like I, I am, my wife has always said when we first started dating. Now going back quite a few years now, my wife said, "Oh my God, you are so old fashioned." <laughs> And it just is because that was my upbringing. Yeah. Like, like in, it, to me, the old ways work. Thanks. And it's kind of funny. You see a lot of the old ways of coming back. Did you guys yeah. notice that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even in just the last couple of years, like the old ways of doing things. You, you know my son's favorite show? Bottering, for instance. So yeah. he's 23 and back when he was in his late teens. And I couldn't understand it. He watched over and over. It was the 70s show. Yeah. Mm. And he says we, he wanted to live during that time. It seemed easier. Um less stressful and he felt good and I, I followed the pattern I saw a song he was watching shows that let him felt good before he went to bed well we did live in those times and, we me, did. More, and me more so than you because <laughs> yeah. I'm a few years older yeah. than you but not much but check out what I did I can't I kept getting uh and this is not a plug for this app but I'm just saying I'm doing the free trial right now but I downloaded uh PureFlix, the app PureFlix. Oh, that it has sense. a lot so of it has a lot of faith based movies, yeah, yeah, wholesome family movies, right? And uh, so I downloaded that, and I, and I told her, I said, "Hey, listen, we can sit down and maybe watch some of these, you know, good, feel good, uplifting right. movies. Right. Uh, some of them are faith faith based. Yeah. Uh, they actually have they a biker. Be, but... They have a biker series on there mm-hmm. and a spin off biker series off that same one. That's kind of faith based, which I find to be kind of interesting, mm-hmm. uh, being that I'm very familiar with that lifestyle. Right. <laughs> and and the other thing is, is that I go in my house and I look at my dining room table. That's never sat at. Mm. We sat at it for Thanksgiving. We sat at it at Christmas, and we sat at it at New Year's Eve, yeah. right? And I'm thinking to myself... I remember growing up, if you're okay, like so, me... Okay, so you... growing up in, in the big, in what we call the big house yeah. up here... Guess what? <laughs> we had two kitchens, one on each end. One kitchen was where the old cook stove was, or yeah. still is, with a great big huge table, and we all sat down and we yeah. all ate dinner together. There's something to that. And that yeah. back then was... Every night, not just on Sunday. Yep. That was every night. Right. I would be happy with the people in my house, and there's only a few of us, to sit at that mm-hmm. table all together at the same time yep. and have a family dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That needs to come back. That's what's under attack. Well, we know that the nuclear the nu- family yeah. is yeah. under yeah. attack, and For we sure. need to bring that back. We do. Just yeah. like Buckley, you know, when you're at odds or whatever, your family members or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, 
you got to put all side and say, you know what? We're going to sit down. We're going to have dinner. We're not going to talk business. And we're not going to talk politics. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk anything. We're just going to ask you, how was Spend your day? Spend time together. Yep. How are things? You know, let's talk about good things and enjoy a meal together because that's what that's what things need to go back to. And I and I and I'm starting to see that happening. Uh, and I encourage people to do you that. Know, you you will get closer with your family. I get some kind of reassurance from the the um, looking glass thing because it actually reiterates to me and confirms some other things I know to be true. Um, that if we can't get to our family members and those close to us, someone's going to. And we, a lot of times, are the last ones, trust me, that are going to get to them if they're closer to us. It's just not going to happen. And and so knowing that this thing is coming, is coming to a point and it's being revealed and it's more obvious of what's happening, it, it's easier because so many people close to me I want to get to and I can't. It's going to be on someone else. I've gotten to people and had an effect on their life with regards to the truth for a long time now. More so even strangers in stores than I can people that are close to me. It's just a fact. Yeah. You know, also, Sean, and, and I know uh, – when your families uh, have to endure a catastrophic event, uh, a, event, yeah, yep. which my family has mm. and your family has, yep. you know, with with what happened with your dad, and I really liked your dad. Just I want you to know that <laughs> uh, your dad and my dad, your yeah. anonymous Sean's dad after work <laughs> would always stop at the old garage and, for and have a few beers with old Junie. Uh, <laughs> So it was always cool, but uh, and that's why uh, Anonymous Sean and I have known each other since we were little mm. kids because uh, we used to have to hang out together when our fathers were drinking beer. <laughs> right. But but anyways, uh, but that was a catastrophic event for your family, right? Yeah. And, and what happened to my family was like catastrophic. Yeah. And I think that uh, you know it's too bad that it has to come down to that. It does though. To, but to... it does bring you closer together. It, it, it yeah. does in some regards. Well, well, it lets you know what's important and what isn't important. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then and then. The dynamic amongst families and the wedge, because there's this wedge in society, within country, within races. Um, the that division. is what's so effective in this thing. And then cultural Marxism. Yeah, right. yeah. The color revolution, and they know how all that works. And it's that's all. Ancient. It's, it's all designed all... to. Well, cultural Marxism. Marxism is designed to divide, mm-hmm. conquer, and rule. That's like a main component, and that's why you see the wedge and mm-hmm. political Par- um, stances and COVID and race and mm-hmm. even even in pop culture, yeah. you see all this all these wedges, as Sean said, and it's just there to keep people fighting, keep people mm-hmm. bickering. Uh, on, I affiliate with this side of things. I affiliate with that side of things. So we'll never actually uh, come to come terms together. with any with each other and become stronger that way. So, and, and that's my point. Looking glass, we, we kind of realize there's this bigger force at play that no matter what they're going to throw at it, it's going to prevail in the end. And we just have to do in our part in this. It's not that we take our hands off the wheel at all, but we, we play a role in this for sure. Did we ever have our hands on the wheel? Um, well, Jesus, I think we take think, the wheel. No, I think, wait, wait. I think that we, we believe that we do and in actuality. I don't think so. Not in the big events. And I, but I do yeah. think we influence those, we are an influence to others, and that's where our power is. Because the awakening mm-hmm. is eyes being opened, and that awakening is coming through people, through shows like this. It's not just happening in the dark, right? It's happening through social media and such, right? If these programs shut down, social media is shut down, all the alternative media is shut would we be making headways at all in any of this? Because this is an inf- informational war. It's yeah. not a shooting war. So the answer to that is yes, we are having an impact. 
Yeah, and and I think we put out a good product too. I think we put out good information for people to to listen to, to. and we've got some really cool info coming. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and encourage you to do your own research on this, especially with the stuff coming. Uh, do yeah. the deep dives in it because things we put together in a way I'm confident you have not heard before, and it's verifiable. Right, yeah. and spe- like look in the Looking Glass too. You can find stuff on DuckDuckGo, yeah. and I will say just just to say. When you do start looking into it, if you do your own research, you will find that it's linked to QAnon because um, they kind of they have an attachment affiliation with it. Uh, but don't let that dissuade you if you're kind of one of those people that's like, oh, QAnon, crazy, whatever, conspiracy no, theorists, I agree. this and that. I agree. Um, yeah. Try to push past that, and 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 you'll find stuff that's not just QAnon linked and all of that. It's, so, like, um, it's like QAnon hijacked the whole looking glass thing. So I got to tell you, I am. I, I really am taken back here because I see something has occurred that I got little glimmers of on the internet, but didn't realize happening. So as an early follower of Q, as one of the, like, when it was in the hundreds and it just happened, that's what I was into and it got brought in there. It right, because there's a difference between Q and Q and Right, yeah. so Q and the information it brought forward, this, so that's a piece of the bigger puzzle. It, it, it was made aware in the beginning when it came out as just informational board posting not opinionated until the anons got involved that they took and twisted this into something else because it was it would come and it would go it would serve its purpose and would move on from it and you find it's tied into something that goes way back to tesla john trump howard hughes there's a much bigger plan and i started on this so so i think what you're trying to say is that q is a real deal yeah QAnon is a psyop. That's been used to discredit it, and it's psychological opposition. Apparently, sorry. Yeah. So if they had just left the Q, for example, it's like we present information here tonight. Some of it was opinionated, and some of it's look into it. You can look into any of it. You'll come back and base your own opinion. The Q board just put stuff up that no one. Human trafficking was not out there in the public. What? Trust me, I was screaming about it for twenty years, and no one knew about it. Right. Okay, so that was one of the first things that got brought out, and there was many, many the connections to China and how they're influencing our politics, um, our government, our um, uh, production stuff in in way, and it was verifiable, and it got people download. But and then there was a point in this about three years into it where Hillary had said something, and I noticed that they were turning on it because it became a problem for them, and there were other powers that be that were, I think. A, Obama said something, and it became the subject of ridicule, and they discredited it. And I guess it's discredited now, and you have to stay well, away from it. I'm shocked. So that's what that. psychological, psychological opposition basically, that's what it they does. It. Yep. it takes uh, genuine information like uh, globalists, uh, you know, the pedophile stuff. Um, how fake news and media is based essentially lying to you and they're, right. uh, you know, programming you. It takes stuff like that, <coughs> which is genuine, pretty true, authentic information. And then it lumps it into uh, this other side of things where it's like now they're uh, all that information gets lumps, lumped into a group of crazy conspiracy theorists, or even terrorists, yeah. insurrectionists, so right. stuff like that. And that's the whole point of the psych, psych, yeah. the psyop term. So you know that the word conspiracy, they, they coined in like 69 to yeah. cover up those who are looking into the JFK assassination. And right, to give it a negative, a negative connotation, yeah. which they've done with Q. I, and I'm, I'm surprised. It, it, and they kind of alluded that was going to happen. And, and they were correct. And it served its purpose, and now things have moved on. But it was – I didn't copy it, and probably I probably should have. Um, 
but it, it was it was such a, for me it was so encouraging to see information coming out that that hadn't been out there for folks and, and right like I, I think if you if you believe that Q was the real deal right uh, and then I think maybe the uh, you know the opposing side is like oh my god how's this information getting out so yeah. they they came they up were with doing the, damage control all they, the time. They, okay, so QAnon was their damage control. Yeah, was their uh, psyop to eventually. That's it. what happened. They brought right. the anons in to to do. Um, and it worked. It worked because a it lot did. of people, you yeah. know, you hear the terms, oh, the Q-tards and this and that, yeah, and, yeah. and everything like that. And in, 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 in a sense, they're correct when it, when you're talking about Q what and it morphed on, into when you're talking about Q and on. Right. Yeah. I got lumped yeah. into being uh, a Q-tard, and I didn't even really know what Q and on was. Wow. Uh, at the time, just because I was talking about like cults and you know human trafficking and stuff like that. It's good. To um, know. And people, oh, it's you're a big a Q- conspiracy, Buckley. Yeah, you're a Q. Tard, blah blah blah. And Misinformation like, spreader. And I would have to be like, well, well, so what exactly is QAnon? I don't really know. Yeah, and then like, wow. oh, it's a crazy cult that's religious. Blah blah blah. I'm like, oh well, I don't really know much about that, but I, I have looked into cults a fair amount, and they're pretty bad. So yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. yeah. you. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So with that. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we gave you a little preview of what's coming down the pike. We hope you'll be interested in that. I have a feeling that you will be. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening again. Thank you thank so you. much. Yeah, thank you so much for your support. We're uh, we're just we're just floored with the uh, with the response that we're getting. Uh, yeah, we, and our numbers too. Yeah, they're going numbers, up more yeah, listens. Which we've is, said that last week, but yeah. uh, we went on and checked out our latest ranking, and we actually went way up in the ranks. So uh, so we're pretty happy about that. So, anyways, uh, if anybody's got any ideas or anything, if you have any questions about this episode, feel free to reach out to me. You can DM me at Ron from New England on uh, Instagram and uh, the Wicked Planet Podcast on Instagram. Uh, trying to be a little bit more active there. I've been super busy. Uh, I have a lot of shows lined up, uh, appearances to make on other people's shows. Uh, so we'll be giving you the heads up on that as well. And uh, if you got any questions or any ideas, uh, you can email us at the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, feel free, reach out. Uh, we, we like to we like to get some listener interactions, okay? And we hope you like uh, the new direction that the show is going in. Uh, I want to uh, thank my co-host Anonymous Sean for making another appearance. He's going to be making a lot of appearances. He basically is going to be part of the show. Buckley, of course, my my intrepid co-host who <laughs> stuck it out. We're we're going to be a year in March, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's really cool. And so, cool. Yeah, so I want to I want to plan something uh plan something for that like a a, a year anniversary. The show. year anniversary? Yeah, hey, <laughs> the average podcast lasts 5 episodes. No, I, th- I thought it was 7. Oh, maybe it's 7. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, wow. that's it. So uh so uh I'm pretty happy that you're liking what you're hearing out there and I, again, I want to thank you for that. So, with that, we're going to call it We've all had a kind of a weird day today. Uh, I feel as though the episode went pretty smooth, and I want to congratulate you guys on making it tonight, so I can actually hit the clean button when we go when we go to publish. Did the I show. not swear? You did not, Buckley. I did I'm, say knob goblin. I, well, I'm, but I'm proud of you. You did not swear tonight. <laughs> See, I can swear like a sailor. Yeah. I mean, the environment I grew up in, it was just how we talked. But uh, but I'm trying to mend my ways. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, anyway, so yeah, so we're going to hit the clean button tonight. So I'm pretty excited nice. about that. Um, I just have a couple things. Yeah, Buckley's Nothing. got his closing, closing thoughts. Obviously, closing thoughts. Just the, the component I talked about where you're following your heart and trying to open yourself up to light and love. 
just keep it in the back of your mind. I think it's really important, especially for the times. Uh, I also wanted to thank Sean for coming on again. And uh, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm excited and looking forward to the stuff that's ahead that we're going to do with them. I think it's going to be really great. It means I'm going to have to kind of put my, my button gear and, <laughs> you know, do a lot of research and, yeah, but and you, stuff you like that. You really stepped up to that though. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I try to anyway. Well, I know um, you're busy. I mean, you got a little family, you got a little kid, you got new Think about this, you know, yeah. folks like, like you here and what you do putting these together, it's, it's, it's a full-time job. Yeah. To do it correctly, it becomes a full-time endeavor. And folks, a lot of them rely on you because they don't have the time to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm de- yeah, so like I said, I'm looking forward to that stuff. I think it's going to up my level, uh, my game as well. It's uh, going to bring the show to a new level. And I being feel. on my yeah. toes. But mm-hmm. also, uh, announcement, not really an announcement, but David Icke is doing an, uh, another live interview with Brian Rose on London Real coming up uh, this month on the 21st on London real. And it is, I think it's 12, 12 o'clock our time. Um, and then five o'clock. Yeah. If you're in the UK GMT time, which is five hours ahead of Eastern time. Right. So he's done a series of interviews. He broke a lot of the information about COVID and the cult and all this stuff right in the beginning of the pandemic uh, with a series of interviews with Brian Rose. This will be their sixth inter- interview. So go back, listen to those other ones, check them out if you have a t- the time, and also this one too, because I think it's going to be in a really some, good interview. In something else, our friends over at Legit Bat, shout out to Joe, Jen, and Ben. You sexy uh, animals. They, I uh, believe, have David Icke scheduled to come on the show, so I'm very, oh, excited. Wow. I'm very excited for that. Oh, that's I'm amazing. I'm actually going to see if I can kind of... Uh, like Get in there? <laughs> get in there and just kind of sit in the shadow and just kind of observe. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, awesome. I haven't talked to Joe about that yet, but I'd like to do that. That's a big guest that's to have on the show. So that's very congratulations big. on that, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of David Icke. Uh, you know, I've been on a show with Rich Willett, who uh, uh, does a podcast with David Icke's son, Gareth. Nice. So, uh, which we are supposed to be making an appearance on at some point, Buckley. You got to let me know oh, when well, that yeah, is. Yeah, for sure, of course. And uh, But anyways, yeah, so uh, we're going to call it. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Ron from New England, signing off. Buckley. Out!